Hey, you guys, it's Rob Paulson, voice of your childhood. Who knew that a middle-aged white guy was the voice of your childhood? Well, anyway, I'm listening to the Grawlix Podcast. You know why? Because I can. And so should you. Bye. This is Jesse. In the future, when a gender-fluid sci-fi alien creature announces a racial, gender, or really any change, they'll play two truths, one lie, and make you guess what the real news is. This is Melanie. And in the future, everyone will fight like women. We will all have small cameras that record our entire lives every day. So when we get into an argument, we'll have years of files to whip out to prove our point. But women will still be better at it than men. This is Randy. In the future, we can look forward to Mondasian cyber women pushing children off of cliffs. <laughs> oh baby i'll fix it in post it's fine i'll fix it in post in we'll the do future live. i'll fix it in post there you go <laughs> just that's just gonna be mine from now on in the future i'll fix it in post. <laughs> you know what when when i'll we'll do that time. And by post i mean cereal post cereal yeah uh mm, oh flakes <laughs> all right oh, god Welcome to the Grawlix <laughs> Podcast. It's the giant, spectacular episode 50. Woo! Woo! It only Ow-ow! took us since... Is the right answer. It only took us three, four years, three and a half years to get here. That's all? Yeah. yeah. That's not bad. Time travel. Time travel. Woo! Yeah. Um, that totally... We, we're we're, we're, drastic, we're uh, consistently traveling... Forward in time. Yeah. Mm. Time, we are travel. time travelers. <laughs> uh, first off, what we're going to talk about later on this episode after we get through our in-house news business and the usual banter and our uh, our epic laughter. And all the fun stuff. Yeah. We're, we're revisiting uh, the latest season of Doctor Who. Uh, mm-hmm. A couple episodes ago, we discussed, I guess it was a few episodes ago now, we discussed uh, about the first half of season 10. Um, so we're going to, since since that season's wrapped up, with the exception of this uh, next Christmas special, we're going, going? We're, we're going all about it. <laughs> oh, we're going to discuss the second half of the season, what we thought about the season as a whole, and uh, you know, also other Doctor Who stuff and other TV talk stuff. It's a TV talk, TV talk episode. TV talk. There's a lot of words for it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, see? Talk about TV. Oh God, we're back to that. <laughs> Radio is dead. It's all TV now. Yep, actually, it always was. TV's almost dead, so yeah, it's all podcast now. <laughs> yep, all TV is just TV. You won't even be able Whatever to watch anything means. anymore. You'll just have to listen to podcasts of other people watching TV. <laughs> that ties in. <laughs> that ties in. Well, that ties into this episode very well, and also specifically. An audio clip I have for you guys later that ties in very well. Okay. But yeah, we also have some some input from some other people, um, oh. so I'm excited for that. Oh my god, other people other exist. People. <laughs> I mean, I didn't see. And they them. know about us. I, I, the the recordings could be fabricated. I have not seen them with my own eyes, so. Oh. Hmm. Well, well, we'll have to do some tests and make sure. Yeah. Honor system, people. Honor system. <laughs> All right. First. Oh, you like this? <laughs> yeah, I do. 
Okay. <laughs> Sorry, visual thing. I <laughs> I have a band-aid on my chair, essentially. It's a rag that I tied around the arm because it was falling apart. Because you always destroy ah. your arms, man. Always. It's it's injured. So mm. this is its bandage. <laughs> it's, it's got a sling. It is kind of a sling because it's totally on the arm of it. Yeah. Uh, okay. Oh. In-house. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I was the one that was slow to the uptake on that one. <laughs> you were the one that you set us up for. I you. know. I set it all up. and I didn't even think. Wow. This is this is something special. This is the beginning of this episode. <laughs> it's been a while. It's been a while since we've all been together. So we're me- meandering. You know, yeah, it's true. It's for true. For old time's sake. And hey, New yeah, time's Melanie's sake. back. She was gone all last the month. The time's sake. Yeah. Yeah. Welcome yeah. back. Did you miss me? Yes. They did. They did. Oh, God. Did you hear those episodes? Yeah. <laughs> All right. In-house news. Um, Jesse, I know you had a couple things. What you got? I got a couple things. Uh, since our last episodes, um, Comic-Con happened. We said they would. And uh, a lot of things came out of that. It's funny. We were kind of joking about people like hearing the episodes and whatnot because uh there was uh it was a surprising amount of people at Comic-Con that actually knew who we were (laughs) wow that's awesome yeah 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 like they they would name check us and stuff and they'd be like yeah and the grolix podcast is here and even though like it took me days to actually connect with some of the people uh (laughs) but like then you know i would run into people and they'd be like oh yeah and this is jesse from grolix podcast and 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 the one guy was like oh grolix podcast oh you're grolix podcast it was like what you're not supposed to know what that means (laughs) no one's supposed to have heard of us this is weird i don't know how to handle this but it was a really cool experience oh comic-con in general was a really cool experience and uh uh our friends over at uh two-headed nerd they were recording live and so i happened to walk by as they were recording and they literally stopped what they were doing like they paused their recording uh chatted with me a bit and then had me record my usual uh answer of the week bit for them oh Uh, nice but that was i mean like that's it was really cool, and it was just like, I didn't need you guys to, like, stop what you were doing. Yeah, makes <laughs> but, you feel famous, huh? But they did. Everything. I mean, they're just they're just that cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, I am not the cool, I'm not the cool part of that. They were that cool. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, I did a quick episode with uh, Daydream Instruction Manual with uh, Billy Peck and Eddie Fossler over there. And uh, that, if you want to look that up, they're Daydream Instruction Manual, and it's episode 72. Mm-hmm. I'll have, I'll include a, a, f- a link in the show notes. Okay, good. That's way easier than trying to find it. Probably. Mm-hmm. I want I want to read that because I daydream all the time and I want to see what their instructions are because I think I do it pretty. You well. want to read their instruction <laughs> manual? Mm-hmm. That actually was part of our like that was part of the conversation was like coming up with names for the episodes and I, I gushed about how we all thought that was an incredible name for a podcast. It is a great name. It is. I, I want it. I want to take it. <laughs> I, I want it. <laughs> hey, guys, that's mine now. You can keep podcasting. <laughs> I'm not going to use it for a podcast. I'll use it for, like, music or something. It's basically just going to be my life. <laughs> that's just, yeah, that's just, it's me now. It's that's my just, name. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's my name. That's my name. That's how <laughs> you refer to you me now. The daydream if you're, manual. you know, if you're not into that, if you're into that whole brevity thing, you can just call me dim. Oh, daydream instruction manual. Yeah. yeah. Whole suddenly thing. it's, it's, it's uh, not quite as, not quite as appealing. Yeah. Not as initials. Anyway, <laughs> you got the dimmer on. Oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> um 
What else has happened? Uh, we've put out we put out a, a Facebook Live version of a Grolix Nights. Uh, you can get it either way if you like your your Grolix Nights episodes to be downloaded downloaded. You know the traditional model. You can do that, or you can see the unedited version on Facebook Live. Grolix Nights number eleven with Jared Steenblock of One Stop Comics, a comic book store here in Fremont, Nebraska, just opened uh, this year. Really. Really got some good feedback on that video, or seems like a lot of people are watching and enjoying that video. Yeah, no, that's great. And um, I did not know you were going to do it, and it sounded like you didn't really know you were going to do it till last No, minute. I didn't either. I Well, I kind of knew I wanted to do it at some point. I didn't know that I was going to do it that day. I was just like, uh, I'm up, and I know he has business hours today, and uh, maybe if he gets back to me, I could just do it now. And that's kind of how it that's kind of how it went. I was like, hey, do you want to do it now? And he's like, uh, yeah, I could do it now. <laughs> <laughs> it's an actual That's got it, yeah. proper video interview. Ooh. You can look at yeah. them. Look at them talking. Oh, yeah. my gosh. Wow. But that also went Real up bizarre. As Real a, weird. That also went up as an audio episode in the feed. So, I mean, if you're listening to this, you probably know that. But it, it was right. good. It was a good interview. I'll take your word for it. Uh, the one thing, I, I was totally wrong about the Cap Wolf stuff. Like I, I talked about that as being mm-hmm. my my closet uh, favorite, and uh, I said it was Marv Wolfman. Uh, but we're reading a Marv Wolfman book for some for another podcast, and uh, so I was like, Cap Wolf, you know Wolfman. That's really weird that it's Wolfman and it's about Wolfman, and and that's at that at that moment while we're recording, I'm like. This can't possibly be right. <laughs> <laughs> it's like that's way too on the nose. Who, who with with the last name Wolfman would actually do a Wolfman story and let it be that on the nose? And I was like, I don't think this is right. So I went back and and checked it out, and I was totally wrong. So we have corrections. Yep. Correction. Yeah, errata. Speaking of videos, uh, Scribble Knots is back. It's back. Do more Scribble Knots. Um, and so far I've just been doing them live because it takes mm-hmm. way more time to record them, edit them. Although I do miss editing them because there's an extra pressure to doing it live <laughs> to where it's there like is, when I'm recording yeah. them without that pressure, I'm still like, duh, I don't know what words to use. And when I'm live, it's mm-hmm. even worse. So then I'm just like that rocket launcher, kill everything. <laughs> but, uh, it's fun live stream, streaming them, and Jesse and Jasper actually usually pop up in the comments um, while I'm live streaming. I was say, I've been having fun, like, popping in and totally derailing you. Well, you uh, Sometimes being useful. Yeah, you <laughs> Sometimes being useful. You helped me figure out that one mission that I would not have got, but I don't think You about... got that stupid cape mission immediately. Oh, yeah. Just <laughs> and I super... was like, I was just like, okay, uh, cape. And Cape did nothing, and I was like, "Bah, hero costume," and that did nothing. And I was just like constantly trying to figure out how why this Cape thing wouldn't work. And uh, and you were just like, "Um, Superman Cape," and that was it. That did it. It actually, I was a little surprised it actually worked. That it was it gave me Superman's cape. But that's you know that song popped in my head. Of course, you don't pull on Superman's cape, and I was like, "Oh, I bet it's that." Yep, you were right. I have never heard of that song. You've never well, it's it's. That's not the name of the song, but it's like, you don't pull on Superman's cape. You don't spit into the wind. You don't mess around with the old, <laughs> old ranger. Old, well, it, wait, with the something Lone Ranger and you... Don't mess around with Jim? Yeah. See, that's, you know the song. <laughs> that's oldish crap. It is old. That's why I said that old song. <laughs> 
Okay. Yeah. Okay. No, I know. I know. I know what you're talking about. That. Will, how would that pop in your head though? Because he wanted a cape, and I'm playing a DC <laughs> game, and I was like, Superman's cape. Hey, don't don't tug on Superman's cape. Oh. Good job, baby. Because <laughs> oh. that never would. Yeah, see. That's the last thing that would have <laughs> come to my mind. Never tug on Superman's cape, copper. Yeah, one one small portion. <laughs> Give of me a little timey on it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, plus when you're doing those videos, you've got to like just constantly be saying stupid things. You got to be saying, you got to be trying to be entertaining. And I'm like, well, it's just connect the dots. It's like, um, what is it? The ink blot thing where they show you uh, a Rorschach. Yeah, the Rorschach test. Did you just think of the? Th you just say the first thing that comes to mind. Mm -hmm. That's kind of live streaming. It's usually a demon. You're playing a game and you just say the first thing that comes to mind. It's usually a demon. Yeah. I, I, now, now I want to watch Mel play that game. <laughs> <laughs> Scribble nuts. Uh, demon. Demon. <laughs> a, a demon, demon cape. Etrigan. I wonder if they have Etrigan. <laughs> oh. They do. Oh, yeah. They do. He's do in they? there. Yeah. Somewhere. Oh, man. Yeah, I've seen him somewhere in there. I don't remember what level he's like, on. But... Poetry. <laughs> poetry. And it's just him. He pops up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, rhyming <laughs> so in these games not to go on too long about them because we've talked about them before and I'm sure this does not make for great podcasting but you can create sidekicks and heroes and vehicles and enemies and whatever not you can create characters and mm -hmm. every time I create one like the fridge or in this latest one I made Raphael <laughs> Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Raphael. he looked okay I thought <laughs> you <laughs> he looked great. He looked great. It was just laughable. That like so useless. Didn't work. It was so useless. <laughs> I don't. I, the, none of these sidekicks are helpful to me. I, I don't understand how to make them useful. I even like when I made him. I bumped up his power. I didn't mean make him like ridiculously overpowered. But like he did nothing to this guy. He didn't help me. Uh, and then he just ran. He was back. too slow. He couldn't. He just ran back and forth across the screen, trying to catch the guy, like trying well, to be helpful. He's a turtle. I mean, he's a ni yeah, ninja turtle. That, and that was the running joke. It was like, well, he's slow as a turtle. <laughs> uh, but even when I made him like fly, he didn't do anything. And they don't like. No, he was still too slow. They don't follow you around. You have to assign them an adjective to get them to follow you. And the only one I can ever think of that actually works is loyal. But you can only, you know, I don't know. You can only use that so many times and yeah. it's just a pain. So anymore, I'll grab a sidekick, pop them in. They're good for a couple jokes and then I leave them behind in the level because they're idiots. Just try Siamese. Siamese? Yeah. As an adjective? Mm -hmm. <laughs> okay. So they like are my twin? Yep. Okay. So they're like stuck to your hip? <laughs> oh, or they okay. just sit there and judge you with their judging eyes like Siamese cats. <laughs> well, that too. But still, they'd have to be around to do that, right? Yeah. Like ah, true. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah. Sc scribble knots. It's like the Siamese cats. <laughs> <laughs> um, what else we got? Oh, yeah. You can get those at YouTube. On YouTube. Just on YouTube. No, YouTube.com yeah. slash Grolix Podcast. Also on Vidme. Vidme is not quite the uh, political cesspool that it once was. I think it's the community is improving. So, yeah. Yay. I can Good. finally start telling people, hey, you should check us out on Vidme. Because before I'd put stuff up there, but I was kind of not thrilled with, like, a lot of the, the stuff that made it to the front page. And a lot of the, like, conversation and the community. I was kind of like, 
Uh-huh. Ooh, I don't know if I really wouldn't push to have people come over here. But I think it's getting better. So. Yeah, it's like, we got this great video, but it's surrounded by racists, so don't come there. Well, and that's the thing, <laughs> and that's the thing yeah. with VidMe is, like, I think they really started blowing up because when YouTube, like, started going through, like, making people mad, cutting ad revenue, like, oh, they're censoring us, they're censoring us. And mm -hmm. VidMe was like, hey, no censorship. Say whatever you want. We're free speech. Come over here. So then you get a certain yeah. type of people who are like, Hey, hell yeah, free speech. And yeah. as <laughs> I don't know what that voice was. Well, <laughs> you, it, was it was almost it was almost Fat Albert. <laughs> I, I you know almost, at first it started, hey, hey, hey. No, that's something totally it's different. Fed me racism. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and other things. <laughs> they are not gonna like us anymore. They're gonna they're gonna censor us now because I said that. Oh no, they're <laughs> If they were going to censor us for anything, it'd be the no. Jello comment because you know. Okay, I was waiting for the next thing to come out of your mouth. Like, wait, where where is this going? If they're going to censor us for anything, it'd be insert any number right of horrible now. things. Uh, oh well, I could I could throw some out, but but I won't because we're clean. Yeah, we're clean language. Uh huh. So fresh and so clean, clean. That little laugh was amazing. You know that 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 always makes me think of douche commercials. <laughs> See, clean. Oh, does <sighs> I mean? I, <laughs> I I don't know what exactly he was thinking about when he wrote that, but that's I'm so fresh and so clean. That's what it makes me think of the summer's <laughs> eve. You know? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> summer's eve. Yeah. He probably wasn't thinking of that, but who's to say? Yeah. Um. All right. Moving on. What else we got? Oh, Comic Con. Hey, you want to talk about that? Oh wait, you already no, did. I, I, I kind of did. I like I got some new. I uh, got a new banner up on the table, so that was nice. I mean, at least when people like take the Grolix podcast business card, you know, <laughs> they can say, oh, "Yeah, there's a podcast here." Because <laughs> I feel like at my table we we sell a lot of artwork, and so like a lot of times they're like, well, "I really like your artwork. This art, this stuff is awesome. I'm taking your card." And then they grab the podcast card, and I don't stop them. I'm like, "Yeah, definitely take that card." <laughs> but it's like I don't feel like that's the card you wanted. <laughs> no, no, you're gonna be very confused by that card, and that card will not make you money. But uh, <laughs> right. take it anyway. It was like, well, I mean, like, if even one person takes that card and, and starts becoming a listener, I'm fine with it. But like, <laughs> like, oh, okay. <laughs> hey, if by the way, if anybody listening now happened to be listening because of uh, said Grolix podcast business card from uh, one of the conventions, give us a shout out. I'd be, I'd love to know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm sure they're they're yes. out there, but um, it'd just be cool to hear like. And I'll apologize by throwing some free art at you because I need to get rid of some of my art because there's too much. <laughs> there you go. It's not not Jesse's, but whatever. It's there. <laughs> <laughs> you like art? Was a, uh, Are you sure? <laughs> uh, <laughs> are you sure? <laughs> uh, my buddy Andrew, who is a uh, he was our neighbor. He was our like a. Uh, pod or pod neighbor table neighbor you know mm -hmm. uh he was listening to the show and he he uh, uh tagged us on facebook and whatnot so that was kind of cool he's actually going to be doing like a he did a swamp thing bust which i know i've i've probably sent to uh randy a couple times mm -hmm. uh, and it's really cool he, he sculpts it out of warbler and uh, polymer clay and all other 
manner of things. Uh, and so our discussion on the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles may or may not have inspired him to do another Warbler uh, sculpture based on the original Ninja Turtles, the uh, the black and white that we uh, we reviewed last time or last month. Oh, nice. That is, that's so that's awesome. pretty cool. I don't know what what that material is, but it totally sounds like war blood, and that's awesome. Yeah, what is that? Well, that was something <laughs> I was unsure of too. What is that war blood? Uh, honestly, I haven't worked with it, so I couldn't say exactly. But it's like a type of moldable, um, not like clay, but like a material. It's almost like a leather, but not quite. Oh, that's cool. Like you mold it into a shape, and then it'll hold. And mm-hmm. it's good for making like masks. And that's he's made some masks in the past, and I know he used some of that to uh, to work on Swampy. Yeah, I've done which it. is uh, but like if you haven't seen it, definitely go look up uh, Andrew Schmidt's artwork and check out his Swamp thing because it's awesome. That sounds like a euphemism, but it's not. <laughs> <laughs> now, Swamp Man thing. thing on the other hand is a totally oh, yeah. different thing. That's a euphemism. I guess I, I didn't talk about like the celebrities that I talked to at, uh, at Okamicon. Uh, there was a lot of different guys there, but the two that I, uh, spent my money on who <laughs> were, uh, uh, Billy Yost from the Power Rangers. And I really, uh, I was really surprised at how starstruck I was with him. He was like oh, yeah. a super nice, normal dude. And like my interactions with him were fine. But then he was like, there was time to take the selfie or whatever. And he's like, do you want to hold the uh, morpher or the helmet? And as soon as I held the helmet, I was just like, I don't know what's wrong with my face. <laughs> I can't, I can't have a normal expression. Like I want to smile, but I don't want, like in the past, I've had smiles that are just like, like I am vibrating or something because I wind up blurry. So I'm like, okay, I got to take a good picture. I got to take a good picture. I got to take a good picture. And you can see that on my face. Like I look terrified. You, you have pictures of yourself with various doctors, um, who doctors and, but this one might be my favorite because of the look on your face. (laughs) You do look kind of terrified. (laughs) I'm, yeah, I mean, like, I look more terrified in this one than w- the photo I took with Stan Lee. <laughs> I don't know how that's possible because, I mean, like, it's Stan Lee. <laughs> if things were, if the things in comic books and whatnot were to come to life, I think I'd be most terrified of Mighty Morphin creatures because they're so lame. <laughs> and something that lame killing me, man, I, I would, oh. that would be horrible. That'd be the worst thing possible. <laughs> like a blob just destroyed me. A blob of clay. Yeah, no, couldn't do it. That rhymes does like raps. <laughs> oh, Rapping yeah, blob I know, of clay. So, <laughs> so real quick tangent related to what this situation right here. Uh, yesterday I was talking to Jasper and he was just trolling me. Like just trolling me about film directors and stuff and getting me all worked up. And I was yelling at him and all this. And so <laughs> that ended up getting into like, basically, I don't need to take you step by step how we got there, but what would it take to troll Jesse like that? And I think Melanie just hit it. <laughs> oh, the Power Ranger thing? <laughs> yeah. Nah. nah. <laughs> oh. oh, no. If you haven't heard my Power Ranger story, uh, I mean, basically, I went into Power Rangers uh trolling it you know like i didn't think i would like it i thought it was dumb and whatnot and then 
I just kept watching it, but I'm, I'm like a martial artist. So eventually I was just like, you know what? I kind of get it now. <laughs> I kind of love this. I, I don't know why. It's so terrible that I love this. It was like a, it was like an evil dead kind of thing. Like, right. Like when you watch the first evil dead, you're kind of like, this is not very good. And then you're like, you start laughing because of how not good it is. And by the end of the movie, you love it. I think everyone in our age group, everyone above a certain age watched Power Rangers for that exact reason. Because we were all like, what a piece of crap. But then we were like, but I just can't <laughs> stop watching it. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah I was in like yeah. Sixth, sixth grade and uh-huh. I was like, I hate this show and I hate those this uh, bull or whatever is the comic release sidekicks. I was like, this is so cheesy. Oh, it's Bulk and Skull. Yeah. Bulk and Skull. But I kept watching it. Yep, me too. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because Power Rangers, because, yeah, the, the fighting stuff was kind yeah. of fun. And, and I like Billy. I like Billy. Did you? That's uh, yeah, you and that's who I met. I met Billy. Oh, you know, yeah. yeah. Like, um, <laughs> so I was terrified. I was terrified of how awesome Billy was, Why which is too? so bizarre to say out loud. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's just like, affirmative, Zordon. I couldn't find the answer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's true. He's like, ay, ay, ay. He's a- <laughs> uh, all right, all right. What else? What else we got? Oh, and then I met Rob Paulson, and uh, oh yeah, we got some really cool promos. Which I don't know if we'll hear one probably at the top of this episode. Maybe yes, I don't know. yes, you will. And thank you for he was me. he was super he was super cool. I mean, just the whole process of talking to him was really fun. So the voice of your childhood, yeah. cool, big time, yeah. And I uh, like I was wearing my tick T shirt, and he was like, "Oh yeah." So he even helped me pick out like the photo that he was going to sign because it had Arthur because he was the voice of Arthur on the Tick animated series. Nice, yeah. So I mean, like oh. he voiced everything. It was crazy. A lot of the characters was like prime like. I was grooving on cartoons at that point because you're talking Tick, Animaniacs, um, that certain time period of, were those all, no, I guess some of those were WB. Yeah. Oh, he was all over the place. Yeah. Because Tick was Fox. Yeah. Fox. Um, He was uh, Raphael uh, from the 80s cartoon series. Oh. Yeah. I don't even remember who did them. I think he was, it wasn't that a Saturday morning cartoon. I don't know. Um, it may be originally, but it didn't say that way. Oh, I remember yeah, watching yeah. Them. You're right. Yeah, that went into syndication for a long time, I think. Uh, and then WB was Animaniacs, I know, mm-hmm. because they always had that stupid water tower door thing. Yep. Um, and then he was uh, on Jimmy Neutron. He was Carl. Oh. Was Carl. Yeah. Yeah. Um, He's the naughty, he? He, was, he was so many naughty. names. Really? Yeah, that's Carl. <laughs> really? Yeah. You do that all the time. I know I do. <laughs> <laughs> um, actually, he 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 threw down several recordings, so uh, you'll probably hear of him at the beginning of many episodes. Yeah, well, and he's a podcaster, so that was one of the things he's like, uh, you know, like when he heard that he was doing a, a promo for a podcast, he was just like, oh, yeah, heck yeah. And so, he, you know, Pinky in the Brain, boom. Uh, Yakko Warner, boom. Carl, boom. So he just had it. He was ready. I mean, like, I, I could do a whole episode on Comic-Con, but we need to get into TV talk because we could be meandering in that. Oh, yeah. Okay. Prepare yourself for fisticuffs. It's 
the main event. <laughs> Let's get ready for embattlement. <laughs> oh, I like that one. That one's pretty good. <laughs> okay, so uh, a few episodes ago, I don't remember which episode it was, we discussed uh, the first half of Season 10, or Series 10, if you're uh, one of our UK listeners. Do we have UK listeners? Hello, UK listeners. Well, according to the the stats, we also have a large portion of Japanese and German listeners somehow. And by the way, I'm sorry. For what? I don't know if I want you to. I don't know if I want you to expand on that. Um, <laughs> by the way, I'm sorry. But you know, I'm not sure how accurate that is because I've seen in groups that use the same stats that we use. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've seen in Facebook groups other people say the same. So either they are just devouring podcasts over there or mm-hmm. there's something weird, you know, that's maybe not accurate. But Maybe they're like the piracy capitals of the world. We pirate everything, including the free stuff. Arr. Yeah. They're like, we're going to compile it so that one day when <laughs> people have to pay for it, we'll be like, I got it for free. Under my coat. That's, you know. That's true. That's, that's true. Probably what Stitcher's doing. That's why they're downloading everybody's episodes, playing them off their servers. Yep. Stitcher. Hmm. Oh, Stitcher. We're on be- to you, Stitcher. <laughs> We're on to you. Stitcher has changed hands like two or three times since we started our podcast. Every once in a while, it's like, hey, so-and-so owns Stitcher now. Oh, great. Okay. What's that mean? What's that mean for us? <laughs> um, yeah. Is that going to change anything? They have a premium. doesn't seem like it has. No, they have a premium service now, but you don't need that to listen to like podcasts and stuff. What does that even mean? What does a premium premium service mean? It like that we don't have ads in between episodes because they don't like interrupt an episode to throw in their own ads, do they? No, and I was worried they did because I thought I heard somebody say they did, but I've actually just because Google Play, which is how I was listening to podcasts on my phone a lot, is glitchy. Like the player is glitchy, oh. and then the other app that my fallback app is also glitchy. So Stitcher has actually kind of become my go-to podcast app. And no, they'll throw an ad in between episodes, but it's usually like an ad for some Stitcher-produced podcast. And it's like one ad, and then it's on to the next episode. But I haven't heard anything inserted into episodes, which is fine. I'm fine with in-between episode ads. Um, I mean, that's kind of the equivalent to whatever pop-up ads they're going to have on your screen anyway. It's not interfering with your episode. Reminds me of uh, Spotify. Like they won't like interrupt the song while it's playing, but like after song's done, before they let you move on to the next thing, you gotta listen to their ad. Yeah, yeah. But if they were interrupting episodes, that's kind of where I got beef. Right. Um, And I think a lot of podcasters would also have beef because it's like, listen, it would be like interrupting a song, and you can't do that. No. Yeah. Well, actually, some. I mean, they sometimes on the radio when I used to listen to the radio. They would start it before a song was completely over sometimes. Yeah. Which is Uh, not good. No, no. It kind of disrupts things. Wow. Wow. How did we... What happened? How did we get there? Um, We were talking about Doctor Who, and that took us to international listeners, and listeners took us somehow, somehow to Stitcher. You know, it's the natural flow. Jeez. All right. Let's just get Welcome on. Welcome back it. to episode 50 of the Grog's <laughs> podcast. This has been International Listener Pod. I guess we'll call that our International Listener Appreciation segment. 
Sure. Thank you. <laughs> Where we complain about Stitcher versus. <laughs> and- <laughs> Thank you, and you're welcome. <laughs> All right. So, uh, yeah, let's get into it. I want to say where we had left off, the most recent episode we had watched when we talked about Doctor Who last was um, episode seven, I think, was the pyramid at the end of the world. Oh, the monks. Yeah, we were just diving into the monks storylines. Yeah. Yeah. The first of their two parter. I mean, it kind of stretched. It was really kind of like three parter, but. I kind of have issue with the fact that they're called the monks because like someone was talking about the monk storyline and my brain automatically went back to the meddling monk. And I'm like, wait, wait, there was a monk trilogy or whatever. And, uh, and they're talking about this and I'm like, oh crap, we need a better name to differentiate between the meddling monk and the monks. And I don't think they should be allowed to be called monks anyway, because apparently that's not what they look like. So that's not their real no. form anyway. Well, yeah. And what? They just, they had a robe on. They had robes on. That's like the only thing that makes them look like. Yeah. Well, and then they had the headless monks too. Like there is a abundance of monks in Doctor Who lore. Yeah. That's yeah. the problem with, yeah, exactly. With Doctor Who, when you're talking like 50 years, 50 plus years of various lore, like you can't just call something a generic title like that. Mm-hmm. Was the meddling monk, was that like the the one basically time lord early on? Yeah, yeah, he was the first renegade Time Lord. He was kind ever. of like the pre-master master almost. Yeah, he, he but was he was little... much more of a trickster. He was just like, yeah. I don't know, I just think this would be a better idea. Let's try it. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It was like first Doctor period. Yeah. He um, comes back in the Big Finish audios uh, for the eighth Doctor, and that's a lot of fun. Oh, but, does he? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think it I think With it Lucy could... Miller and everything, so... Awesome. Ooh, I'll get there. Yeah, I'm, I'm listening to. through that yeah. stuff right now. Actually, it'd be funner if they had some more trickstery type time time, time travelers at least, if mm-hmm. not time yeah. lords, because you know there aren't any. But you know, yeah, it, I, it could make for some fun stories to have somebody who messes with the t- with time, mm-hmm. but not like not like you know trying to conquer it or erase reality, yeah. but just like right. weird little things that will eventually build up to be a horrible. I'm thing. gonna draw a mustache on the Mona Lisa, ha huh? <laughs> you know something. You know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, like the meddling monk, he doesn't ever like, he's never like, I'm going to take over the universe. He's just like, I think this will help. And it doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> it seems like they st- stranded him or something in some time. I don't know. I, I just, yeah, I just remember being like, you know, yeah, this guy's not doing well. But the punishment didn't really necessarily fit the crime in this case. I remember thinking they no. were kind of harsh on him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sometimes, though, they do that. Like, there's people that kill a lot of people, and they kind of get away with it, sort of-ish. Mm-hmm. And then there's some people that might kill one or two people, and then they, you know, get, like, trapped in a painting for eternity or some weird, horrible thing. <laughs> yeah, and then you'll get, and I come across this um, in one of the audio plays. Then you'll get the people who are, like, responsive, like, killed a bunch of people but oh they were trying to save you know i don't know they were trying to trying to do something good it's just they were kind of evil and do trying to do this like (laughs) they were just kind of evil and then at the end they're like well all right we'll leave you here bye and it's just like (laughs) well we all learned a little something about ourselves (laughs) we'll see you next time yeah you uh, (laughs) murdered a whole bunch of innocent people but you know you learned your lesson Mm. yes scamp yeah (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you scallywag, you. Ha. 
Yeah, no, you're <laughs> you. It's another one. How do they differentiate between? Oh, they're just a, a different species that's hungry, and they're evil, and they're gonna de- devour the universe. Well, they're just hungry too. Come on. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> it's true. Okay, so we we don't really have to go into necessarily synopsis of the monk ones. We know it. Um, there's the whole pyramid bit that led into. Um, well, the doctor was blinded for several episodes, but that led into Bill basically telling the monks, like, I give you permission to take over Earth, uh, granting them permission because they needed permission from somebody who was doing it. I don't Yeah, not out of a place of fear. And she did it so that they would give the doctor his eyesight back, which is kind of still out of a place of fear. But um, she was afraid for the doctor. Yeah. And that episode to me, for me, mm-hmm. I think is the low, low part of the season. Yeah. In my opinion. Yeah, me too. And the low part of Bill, who otherwise might be my favorite new Who companion. Mm-hmm. She's uh, she's very real. Yeah, that's exactly yeah. what I would say. Yeah. Um, Seeming. But. But that was not. No, that decision that I think that was like the biggest flaw in her in writing of her, the writing of her characters that just didn't really. She, I understand why she did it, but yeah. it didn't really. Make I don't think she would have. It seems out of character. It seems like her character more likely would have just let it, let whatever happens happen, and then beat herself up about it forever. Yeah, seems more likely. Um, what do What do you think about that, Jesse? That her decision to uh, hand Earth over to these things so the doctor could get his eyesight back and save himself. Yeah, I think it was guilt, shame. You know, I mean, like I, that's all I can come up with on that because otherwise it's like a really bad idea. <laughs> Like, okay, yeah. And I could see I could see some companions doing it because they're like, well, it'll save the doctor and then the doctor can fix this. And that's kind of like was kind of eventually like her reasoning. Um but I don't know that she necessarily trusted the doctor enough at that point. Mm-hmm. Like not that she didn't trust him, but part of what I liked about Bill is she never really seemed like just blindly on board. Yeah. Like she was going along because it was fun, but also she was still hesitant of situations, a little hesitant of the doctor. And yeah, she was real. She was like, you know, yeah, this is great, but you know, this, this crazy dangerous. And, uh, even, even in the last later ones, which mm-hmm. I don't know, I'm actually not going to talk about yet. No, you can mention it. When bad things did happen to her, she wasn't initially on board with going into that situation. And he's like, oh, don't worry. I won't let anything happen to you. Oh, yeah. You know? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So then that leads into uh, episode eight, Lie of the Land, in which um, basically it was a little heavy handed this episode, but I did like parts of this quite a bit where they so they basically manipulated everyone's memories into thinking they had always been there mm-hmm. and they were just kind of like di- dictari- tati- dic- <sighs> dictators. Yeah. Uh, that's not quite the way I was going to put it. Yes, but yes, like a fascist regi- regime. Yeah, yeah, Dick- almost religious. Yeah, and all of a sudden, everybody has like muted gray and brown clothes. Like, I mean, this was only a matter of like what a month, couple months after that previous episode, and all of a sudden, everybody has completely different clothes. I thought that was odd, but they don't like color. Apparently, you know what's yeah. what's interesting about this and and calls back to comics what's happening in comics right now is uh they did almost this exact same thing in the storyline that's going on right now in marvel secret empire where captain america takes over 
It's like Captain America has been in control for maybe half a year and he's like rewritten the textbooks and they're teaching it in school that Hydra has been in control for like ever. Oh, interesting. Really? Or, sh- or should have been. And the heroes messed it up. Mm-hmm. Like the heroes were the reason that Hydra hadn't been in control or something. But that it makes it makes sense to do that, though, because that is the I mean, look, at if you look at real situations in the world. The easiest way to control people is to is to control what they believe to be the truth of the world. Mm-hmm. What you know, the right. things that they grow up reading and like, you know, your leader is a half god that wrestles bears and rides dolphins and <laughs> crap, you know, whatever. Uh, and, and they believe they grow up believing that then they're going to do whatever he says. Wait, that's not true. <laughs> <laughs> Dear leader. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I actually didn't mind this episode because I like that. I mean, it's like I said, it's it, it's a little heavy handed here, but I mean, it's classic sci-fi like beware uh, totalitarian rule and dictatorships. It's classic sci-fi and it wears its right. commentary on its sleeve. Mm-hmm. Um, also, and some people I think had issue with this. I enjoyed that Bill actually tried to kill the doctor. Like, yeah. She tried to shoot oh. him. With intent to kill him, because she thought, you know, he was... The... Legit working for them. Yeah, yeah. Like, and so, her one bit of hope, like, that she gave him his eyesight back and handed over Earth, and her one bit of hope of, you know, well, if the doctor's still around, he can help save us, and then she gets there, and they, she believes that he's quite the opposite. Was maybe there... shooting him is a little extreme, but... I, I thought maybe... Some of her reasoning might have been the contract or whatever that she made with them would be voided. Oh. Or something of that nature. I don't know why I thought that, though. Maybe I was way off. Hmm. Because if he's not there to get his have his eyesight, then why would they still have an agreement over, you know, over that or whatever? I don't know. Oh, that's interesting. But I suppose you can't really do that. It's like if you bought a car and then you're like, smash out the headlights and then you're like, this car's a piece of crap. I don't want it anymore. Give me my money back. Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) Like the deal's done. (laughs) When this is another, like this whole series is them flirting with what we already know as the viewer is that uh, Picaldi. uh, I don't know why I'm saying that. Uh, (laughs) Picaldi. Hey, Picaldi. Um, (laughs) Capaldi is going to regenerate. And so they just keep like teasing us with that like mm-hmm. he's kind of got a death wish this whole series and uh and then we're like oh here's another here's another point where he's going to regenerate and the funny thing is is like this is the regeneration scene that we kind of get uh before the series ever starts so it's even worse you know like like they had been giving us like teasers of what the regeneration will look like oh and this was that clip okay. and i was just like oh my god it's happening now but it can't be happening now. That doesn't make any sense. And then, oh, it was a ruse. Yeah. It was a ruse. He knew she was going to shoot him all along. Which is a little cheesy, but <laughs> I, I don't know. I was on board for it. I think some people have serious issues with it, but I don't know. I kind of liked it because it just lends to Bill not being blindly on board. The typical mm-hmm. uh, companion. And also, well, and she was driven to the brink of madness here too. Yeah, like exactly. She doesn't know what is and isn't real at this point. She'd been super strong, and in fact, she was stronger than most because she was able to hold on to the memories from before. 
but then like yeah she is driven to the breaking point and mm -hmm. and also if he really is working for her she knows what the doctor can do mm -hmm. or working for them the monks she knows what the doctor can do and that's not a good thing to have anybody no have you know control or not even control but just a partnership with and I, and she didn't know about regeneration either i don't believe i don't think so but this season was super meta i mean it tends to be and the last several seasons have been increasingly kind of meta but it ties into what jesse was saying with like teasing us about the regeneration since we know i mean the last episode they the last two episodes they teased us several times mm -hmm. bill is more so the audience than most companions like, she'll say things that most companions won't, and she'll make references about, you know, just little little kind of gags about, you know, do you know, you know sci-fi stuff? You know, like, do I know so sci-fi? <laughs> you know, stuff like that. Or, you know, they'll reference Alien and just various things. So, mm -hmm. and messing with the viewer fully know knowing that the viewer knows there's going to be a regeneration is just another example of it. Yeah. Oh, and Missy, like, goes... What is that? And that's in a couple episodes, I guess. Go super meta. Oh my god! About yeah, Doctor the second, Who. second to last. And yeah, second to last episode was like, oh my god, you're mm -hmm. so. I mean, like, I could uh, see that being a problem for some people, but I thought it was brilliant. It worked for me. It irritates me in the way that it was meant to irritate fans because I hate calling that when people call him Doctor Who. Mm -hmm. I am one yeah, of those fans because yeah. he's the Doctor. But right, I do enjoy that they that they did it that they're prodding. They're just like, eh, yeah. teasing us. It's pretty fun. <laughs> um, you think that's really what his name is? No. <laughs> no, and he, he makes it clear. He's like, she's messing with you. <laughs> have you ever seen the title? What did she say? She said something like some blatant, like, have you ever seen this, the, the opening screens or something like that? Is this where he busts Missy out or is that earlier? He, they don't bust her out yet. They they go and talk to her though to find out. That's right. And that's her introduction. Yeah. Bill's introduction to Missy. Right. If they, they find out if she's ever had any dealings with the monks and if she knows how to fix the situation, and basically they say she says kill Bill. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's let's skip again to the next one, where we truly time travel back to what could easily be a forgettable classic. Doctor Who episode. <laughs> okay. Right. Empress of Mars, which begins with one of the cheapest, cheapest CGI shots I think I've ever seen in any TV show. The, they should have used a model. The, they should have. They make it out of cardboard. Okay, so it's so brief. It's like a second. It's like two seconds. Super quick. The episode opens with an... I don't know why this sticks with me, but it did because I, I was like, oh, no, this does not bode well. There's an establishing shot of the Nassau building that they're in. Uh -huh. It's super quick, and it's the most cheesy, basic CGI. It looks like they forgot to put the textures on the buildings. Like, it looks horrible. It's so cheap. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, this is the Mark... Uh, am I right? This is the Mark Gatiss, Gatiss? Mark Gatiss one. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, With the... Uh, Ice so Warriors opening up, Martins. I was not, uh, I wasn't particularly uh, like my hopes weren't set high because the last one we got was I booger monsters. <laughs> yeah, not yeah, not not great. God, that was an awkward episode too. Yeah, yeah. So we don't have to bust through what all this is because if you're listening to this and you're still on board, like you've probably seen the series. Here's what I liked about this episode. 
is it did feel like a classic Doctor Who. It's totally a throwback episode. Yeah. There's essentially yeah. like two sets, two or three sets that they reused the whole episode. Mm-hmm. Not a lot of effects, which is good because the effects that were there looked just rough. Mm-hmm. And it was just like a handful of people. Let's have a little like, I mean, it could have almost been one of the old school live, like shot live episodes, you know, mm-hmm. where they used to mm-hmm. do it like a stage play or something. I was thinking uh, it felt like a third doctor episode. Yeah. It felt like a third doctor uh, story, maybe with a, with a touch of fifth doctor, maybe. I think they even used the old ice warrior suits from. Yeah, it felt like it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The ice warriors did not jump out of their suits and fly around and like the lizard around or anything. Nope. So, so oh, that, man. That yeah. Was good. Thank God. <laughs> so I appreciated it on that level and they even added a bit to the Martian ice warrior mythos with this this empress or the queen mm-hmm. um uh-huh and that was fine but the rest everything else just like the doctor has some horrible dialogue in this like it just goes so cliche mm-hmm. I, there's like I expected one of them one of the villain one of the the one uh jerky a uh, British guy or whatever Start to be twirling his, his mustache. mustache and the doctor's like, sure you did. haven't seen the end of me or the last of me. And like, just, I was like, what is this? I'm not certain he didn't twirl his mustache. <laughs> he probably did. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't the worst thing, but yeah, I was, but it certainly seemed like a money saver. Yeah. I'll say that. And I'm sure they have like, I mean, they're yeah. British. They probably have like 40 of those outfits laying around at every house. <laughs> every <know>? house. <laughs> To our UK listeners, <laughs> we don't have any. When what what was what was the deal, Mark Gatiss? I mean, like why why did the, I mean the TARDIS does just take off once in a while, but usually they try to explain it like, oh, oh the TARDIS yeah. can't be here because this is an aberrant timeline and this shouldn't have ever happened or whatever. Like, there's usually a reason when the TARDIS just up and leaves and they never did explain what was going on with the TARDIS stranding them on Mars. And you can tell when they do those things, you're like, well, that's plot convenient. They need it because if the TARDIS was there, they'd have no story because they'd be able to uh, give a resolution. Mm -hmm. But yeah, at least try to explain it. I thought their their thing was something had something to do with Missy, but I didn't know what it was. No, I don't think so. It was, it was, I think it, I don't know. It seemed plot convenient. Well, in the end, uh, Missy was involved in getting them home. Like Missy, Missy was like, "Oh yeah, I can fix the TARDIS. So you're gonna have to let me out, but I can fix the TARDIS." Well, yeah, because like, it it's, it sets up letting Missy out, uh-huh. and then also getting rid of the TARDIS so they can't use it for the plot conflict. Mm. And there was no real. But they never explain why at yeah. all. Yeah, like there's no reason for it. Other than they needed Missy and they needed to get rid of the TARDIS. Mm -hmm. It just felt sloppy to me after the fact. I mean, like my first viewing of it, I just kind of enjoyed this episode. I mean, even as cheesy and bad as as it was, um, because, yeah, it does feel like a throwback. Um, But that part, after you kind of pointed out some of the flaws of the episode, I was like, yeah, what about this? This was stupid. (laughs) Good job. (laughs) I, I think maybe it's one he fired that'll... up my cynical brain. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> I think it's one nah, that it's maybe right. I'll appreciate a bit more on a rewatch. Be after looking back and being like, okay, yeah, that was totally a throwback episode. But at the time, I was not ready for it, and I was not on board. 
And yet, I still don't call this the low point of the episode, or of the season. I think I'm still going with the monk one. No, yeah, I'm... The one monk episode in particular, because actually the one leading to and coming out of were not terrible. The one leading into, I actually was kind of interested. With the library and stuff? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, then we have episode 10 is the Eaters of Light. Um, What is the deal with this? Oh, this is the one where they go back to uh, the second century Scotland. Mm -hmm. And there's the one with the the Roman army and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Is this where we get all the flashback stuff with Missy? Where does all that happen? Oh, no, I think that happened. Oh, where did that happen? I feel like that happened earlier in the season because isn't. Yeah, because that happens before the complete reveal that it's her in the like that's the episode where they reveal it's her. Oh, in that's the right. And that happened right. You're uh, right. Earlier in the season, I don't remember which episode specifically, but that's another beef. And I, I think I'm. This is not necessarily popular opinion, but I don't buy that Nardle would let her out of the vault. I think Melanie, you disagree. Oh no! With I me. mean, like we spent the entire time. Uh, him arguing with the doctor about we can't we, we we can't let her out we can't let her out we can't let her out and even after the fact we can't let her out but we just did um but in this moment when he needs it he's totally fine with it and melanie has a valid point because i don't i think you disagreed with me on that mm-hmm. but you had said that well nardo was just the doctor said we can't let him out so he was just listening to the doctor right that he personally didn't care if missy was in there or not but i don't know that you know and that's I don't think that he I don't I don't really think that he would because he doesn't seem to care nearly as much about people's lives as the doctor does it seems to me and if the doctor's not there that affects him and I think he cares much more about that than he does about letting Missy out cuz he's a robot he's like a robot alien he's an alien robot you know they play the robot thing up at first and I, then they just kind of totally drop it I don't know that how how robot he is, but I know that he was the head of a robot for a while, which you imagine he'd have to have some robot parts left over. Well, Otherwise, and, he would just be a dead thing. And the first episode of the season, like he, like a screw falls out of his arm sleeve and his, yeah, shirt sleeve and stuff. But apparently he's got human lungs or not human, but some type of organic lungs because yeah. he got, pa- he passed out in the TARDIS. Yeah. yeah. Um. So this Eaters of Light, I enjoyed this episode. It's kind of a one-off. It's a little cheesy with the the was it the crows or the yeah the caw yeah. But you know it, it's it also seemed kind of like an older episode. I think. Hmm. It felt yeah almost like um not a historical but almost like one of the ones where they're like still kind of holding on to the idea that maybe these can be historical, but mm-hmm. or like the monsters do well so let's mix it together or like one of the ones where you know there's like there's witches but they're not really witches they're really aliens that do whatever but oh, people yeah. think they're witches one of those type of ones you know. I don't know where where there's something supernatural, but it actually has a usually alien explanation. I enjoyed the the Roman bit about sexuality. I thought that was actually pretty entertaining. Mm-hmm. And the concept overall, you know, it was fun. It was interesting. Mm-hmm. It's nice throwbackiness. Yep. This is a perfect example of my earlier complaint, though, about how you know. These things are evil and they will destroy the universe and all the other universes. But, you know, something else in a similar situation would just be some poor hungry alien that wanted to eat all your light. So, and, right. 
And that kind of was like the a deal. A light with- snack, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Now we're back on track. Yep. Um, what do you think of this one, Jesse? Um, I didn't like it as much as, I mean, like that, this, this is bizarre because, uh, we're kind of on the fence on this Mark Gatiss one, but like, I liked it overall. I think it was a well-produced episode, but I don't know if I had as much fun with it as I did, uh, the Empress of Mars. Okay. Um, one other thing, like just real quick throwback, cause I can't believe we didn't mention it. The original voice of the Alpha Centauri. Oh yeah. Like that was me. I mean, like. I guess I had so many, uh, was it member berries, the South Park reference, uh, for that, that I was just like, this is incredible. This episode's incredible. And then we get into this episode with the light, with the light creatures. And I'm like, okay, it's fun, but it's also, eh. it felt very one off, one and done. And mm-hmm. you like, you could have, you could, ha- it was a great episode, but you also could go the whole series without it and be fine. Yeah. One thing I kind of enjoyed about the season as a whole, because we're about to get into the last two, which is definitely like, I mean, they both feel like individual episodes, but it's definitely a part one, part two type deal. Mm -hmm. A lot of the season was one off episodes. And I kind of liked, I kind of enjoyed that. I mean, not that they don't ever do one off episodes anymore, but. I like just like, hey, it's adventures. We're just going on adventures. And mm-hmm. there's the little through line with Missy and the vault and all that. Yeah. Um, but for the most part, the first half of the season was all one-offs. Then we get the mm-hmm. little three-part type episode with the monks and stuff. And then that leads into a couple more one-offs before ramping up to the big finale. Mm-hmm. Um, so I kind of like that. And it sounds like, I'm sorry, what were you going to say, Melanie? I was going to say they seem almost like a break. Like you get to take a break mm-hmm. from the... Blech. From the Moffatness? Yes. And it sounds like, and I'm fine with doing something super serialized too, because it, it sounds like Chibnall, um, the next showrunner, is it's very much going to be one solid through line. Space Broadchurch. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of what. Uh, have you guys watched Broadchurch? Uh uh-uh. uh. Nope. I should. E- yeah, it's, it's one big, uh, one big drama. Like the first series is all about. Uh, you know, a murder that happens, and uh, is it a murder or is it this kid had problems and he committed suicide? Like that whole thing. It's basically a police investigation, and uh, it carries throughout the the whole of the of the first season. And you are basically seeing the same story, but from multiple perspectives. And that's kind of how that first season lays out. Interesting. It's got tenant. I know. I wonder how they, I mean, these shows that are kind of related, but not really, I wonder how they do about that. What do you mean? Like, do they acknowledge that he was once a doctor? Or it looks similar to oh, a doctor that existed if at the point? If the future projects he works on is like, feels the need to throw a nod to him being doctor, the doctor? Mm-hmm. I, probably not, but I don't know, maybe. Mm, I don't think so. Not in this portrayal, anyways. He's not a super friendly guy at all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> What if? What about Killjoy? When he was Killjoy, he could. Oh, Killgrave. Killgrave. Yeah, Killjoy. <laughs> Killjoy. Killgrave. Yes. He'd be like, I could make you. I don't know. Think did they the- make? <laughs> did they make mes- m- mentions? No, I don't think. It feels like they, it would be didn't. more appropriate in a Marvel thing than. Yeah. Like, no. Yeah. yeah, that's true. But no, they didn't. 
they they could have got away with it, but I don't feel like Broadchurch was the right place for it because it's way serious. Uh, oh, maybe that's why we haven't watched it. I think it's interesting though. I mean, it's it's not that we have to have a discussion. It's worth a dis- discussion. Um, it's not like the doc like Doctor Who hasn't gone very super serial before, but <laughs> wait 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 su- super serial <laughs> super saint. I'm super serial. I'm super serial. <laughs> Guys, <laughs> approaching nine thousand. <laughs> um, but if you think about like like the really good shows on TV right now, and the ones that are super doing very well, are those super serial ongoing dramas and stuff. So I think it could work for Doctor Who. It just not that it necessarily has to be a drama, but you know, mm-hmm. I'm curious to see how, what the storyline will be, how they will approach it. Right. Well, Buffy was pretty super serial, right? And they weren't serious at all. Yeah, yeah. Well, and that's kind of interesting because Buffy, and I think as it goes, it gets a bit more serial. But, I mean, they still would do occasional Monsters of the Week. And even if you True. look at how Moffat runs a lot of this stuff, um, you'll get the Monster of the Week or the one-off episodes, but there's always that through line. But it kind of sounds yeah. like Chimnall's going like straight, like hardcore, there's a through line. Every episode, right. there's going to be a cliffhanger, and you're gonna it's going to make you want to come back to the next episode. No, mm-hmm. it's going to be like classic <laughs> who, where same who time, same who Joe, where it ends on the you know the big <laughs> sound that comes in, and you're going to have like the uh, uh, if the, they're going to the, do that, they have to start every episode with the last five seconds of the yeah. previous episode. And I mean, you got to, you got to have the seventh Doctor. Looking disgusted at a werewolf chick every time. <laughs> yes. That's one of the most memorable yes. ones because the look on his face and it's the, the one they kind of go out on. It's just like he just looks repulsed like, oh, and it's, the, it's so comical to me. <laughs> was it yeah. a werewolf was or, that a, or a vampire? Was that survival? The cat, the cat people? Yeah, I think so. I think so. It's like where it's they went to he the had circus. like crap in his. Uh, it's like he had crap in his uh, contact lens. Like, <laughs> His yeah. eyes hurt forever after that. Like, oh, man. That's the main thing that I that I take away from that story. And it's the last episode and story of Doctor Who of all time. And he he was like basically brutalized by contact lenses. I like the cat people one. I like it too, but it's really weird. <laughs> it's a really st- weird story to end Who on. Oh yeah, yeah, that's true for sure. Well, I mean, but I don't. Did they? Maybe that's why. Were they aware that that's was happening? Mm-mm. No, they tacked on, like they re-recorded the ending to make it feel more like a ending. They're like once they found out carrot like. juice. Don't worry, you'll come back next season. <laughs> Those won't be your last words as doctor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that was a different doctor, but still. But he was like, uh, someone, so, somewhere, someone is leaving the tea on. <laughs> I mean, it's it a pretty classic, it's a pretty classic line, but it was, you could tell it was like voiceovered and very, uh, yeah, very yeah. tacked on. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad it came back eventually beyond, uh, yeah, the yeah. TV movie. Yeah. I'm glad that I got- I'm kind of glad, I'm kind of glad for the wilderness era actually, because we wouldn't have big finish if it wasn't for that. There's some awesome big finish. Stories too. I, I'm yeah. glad that I got ready to watch it in the first place. Mm-hmm. Thank goodness for gas oh, hey, mask really? episodes. It just takes gas mask children to get me into the thing. Gas mask. Oh, man. Like, you know, makes sense. Ghosty yeah. children. Yep. That was a Moffat episode too. Was it? 
Yeah. Yeah, that was the one of the first Moffat episodes ever uh aired, I think. Well, well, it it did it for him. It it ended fairly weakly too, so it seems <laughs> Everybody <laughs> lives. What? The doctor can't Everybody dance. Come lives. on. Nobody I, they had me with moisturize me. Moisturize me. I was like that's <laughs> fantastic. That's and the a last Britney human? Spears <gasps> reference. Yeah. Well, we've said it several times and I'll say it again. Moffat is better when he has uh, a check above him when he like a check and balance above him mm-hmm. like he's a better sure. writer when he has somebody to like edit it i guess prove himself to mm-hmm. yeah yeah or yeah. maybe somebody be like you know this this episode has to end right <laughs> God. <laughs> yeah i wonder if anybody had to tell him no uh was was he with rose at that point was the doctor still with rose yeah yeah yeah, like no. That was in the ninth Doctor. Yeah. Rose isn't a superhero. Well, <laughs> eventually, they, eventually they all become superheroes. Yeah. <laughs> well, here we go. The last two episodes: right. uh, World Enough and Time, and the Doctor Falls. Uh, I enjoyed. I enjoyed both these episodes. I liked the setup episode. Uh, mainly because I love the premise. I, I like time travel stuff, obviously, and mm. we're watching Doctor Who. But I love the premise of like, there's this long ship and time's different on one end than the other, uh-huh. and so you know, mm-hmm. um, it's almost like a, the Inception, like different layers of sleep where yeah. they're living their lives for generations on one floor. Meanwhile, like, uh, you know, the spoilers of course the the master in disguise has a monitor of them up there and they're like virtually still yeah Been raising his eyebrow for a week a week raising eyebrow yeah yeah so i love the concept mm-hmm. and this was i want to yeah this was how would you say that name rachel to to lele to yeah to lele to lele to lele to lele and she is the direct she directed these last two um She's the one that they brought on, was it the end of last season or maybe the season before? I think it was the end of last season. But anyway, she got, um, she, she worked on the Nightmare before Nightmare on Elm Street movies and she directed right, a, right. at least one or a couple of those. That's kind of, so she got her start doing like low, kind of low budget horror movies. Yeah, like, yeah. And when they bring her on, like you can kind of see that, that horror movie influence, especially in this first episode, mm-hmm. um, with, um, bill in the hospital yeah they have to be extra creative because they're like well, i gotta make this look okay with nothing yeah and that's the thing and i think that's part mm-hmm. of why they like working with this director american director is that she yeah gets good visually dynamic results for cheap you know yeah. she knows how to like stretch a budget mm-hmm. and yeah they brought her on once again for the last two episodes of the season and like it shows not that any of the episodes i felt maybe with the exception of the mars one um were badly directed but like every time like i could kind of like like watching this i don't pay attention to the names in the credits i probably should but partway through when we got to that hospital scene i was like oh did they bring her back because this seems very like you know Mm -hmm. very horror movie almost you know Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. yeah it was her yeah and that was one that was one of my favorite scenes too oh yeah when they go and like turn like she goes to turn up all the other hospital patients things and they're all like you know, uh, hey, no, kill me, kill me, kill me. Yeah. Yeah. It was good. Great. I feel like this is one of the better Cybermen stories in recent history, too. Yeah, I agree. 
Like, Mm -hmm. I just feel like the modern era does not get Cybermen. And this finally felt like, like, yeah, okay, they get Cybermen. Mm -hmm. It kind of seems like a lot of the modern ones, like, they're like, how do we make them scary? We'll just throw a bunch of them in there. Make them fly. And this one gets (laughs) into that a little bit. I mean, this next episode gets into that a little bit at the end. Not so Mm -hmm. bad. Or, yeah, make them fly or make them super fast. Mm-hmm. somehow yeah but i think this this one embraces especially putting bill through it uh-huh. the body horror aspect and the yes um, there's de-hum- a person in there exactly and that's creepy yeah mm-hmm. the dehumanizing of people in these suits and my, like one of the best parts of it of the whole thing the whole two two episodes was when she was talking to the was it the doctor i don't know if it was the doctor guy or if it was the master in, in disguise guy mm-hmm. But basically saying, we fixed the problem. Uh, now they just won't be able to care that oh, yeah, they're they always Oh, yeah, they won't care about the pain. And it's, that's, that's, I guess, you know, when it's supposed to be the big reveal that it's Cyberman because he pulls up that little thing and it clicks yeah. it down and it's like the, the Cyberman headpiece. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So it just, you know. It, they still hurt. They just don't care. Yeah. Oh, man. Which makes it even. When the, what was it? Uh. Maybe it was in the uh, interviews or something, but they were like, we're basically seeing the genesis of the Cybermen. Maybe that was the end line of that episode. It, it was. I believe it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it yeah, it makes me really sad for Cybermen in general, though. It makes me sad for them mm-hmm. that that's what they, you know, mm-hmm. that's what all that they are is just people in pain forever. But they can't care enough to do anything about it. Yeah, they really nailed on that, especially this episode. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah, for sure. For sure. And that's part of, that's kind of what makes the Cybermen scary. And, like, I think it's so effective here because they really focus on that. Yeah. In the next episode, yeah. they still they still focus on that with Bill. And, actually, there's some pretty heavy stuff in it. But the yeah. Cybermen become more of just kind of, like... The general threat that sure more like a zombie attack than a yeah, yeah mm-hmm. deep dive or anything but i mean like the the setup was so good that i was able to forgive it in the second part i guess mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah it's fine still not my favorite treatment of them but i can deal with it because the second part became i kind of really became about something else yeah it did. it's kind of interesting because the second part became about it became a the character piece it became about the characters more so than some mm-hmm. other episodes like it's always kind of about the characters like when it's being written well but you've got the plot is the main thing that brings you to it and the second episode here was like the plot is putting the characters in this position but the thing that's really you're paying attention to is how they're interacting with each other because you've got it's when you finally get the masters together and the masters and the doctor and then you got to deal with bill and so, kind of bill and everything around her and her and herself mm-hmm yeah. Yeah, they're all freaked out because she's a Cyberman, but she doesn't see herself as a Cyberman mm-hmm. yet. Mm-hmm. There's uh, that whole scene with the little girl. Oh my god. The mm-hmm. part that really bummed me out about Bill was when she walks into the one the house and the lady that was flirting with Nardle mm-hmm. shoots her. Yeah. And she's like, yes, "Oh, I'm oh sorry." And Bill Bill says, "It's okay. I understand." The look on Nardle's face. And that's like, I think the time I enjoyed his character the most because he really sells it. I can't remember the actor's name. He's very well known in the UK, I guess. He's a comedian, comedic actor. But um, Mm -hmm. look on his face is what made me want to tear up because it's like, I don't know, just his reaction to her 
like how crushing it is just like oh man yeah yeah but so that was good let's get to the main chunks of particularly this last episode right Mm -hmm. the master and master Mm -hmm. how the interaction with there's that one scene with the doctor and the two masters which is fantastic it's good use of capaldi before he's Mm -hmm. off the show Mm -hmm. giving him some real kind of emotional stuff and then the master and master going out like how they take they get taken out thoughts on that yeah particularly master and master stuff okay i like it you like it i do okay wait how do wait i'm slightly confused on how they the one master sims master yeah mm-hmm. what happens to him because he should not be there he uh, he escaped what he uh escaped at the end of time or whatever it was mm-hmm. yeah was it the end of time he was sent back to the time war uh with the time lords the high council at the end of that and Apparently, they uh, like they made mention in that episode that they cured his condition, so the sound of drums mm. was oh. removed because they implanted him with that. And thank goodness they got rid of that um, because I feel like that was a thing that really undermined his performance. I mean, like it both brought something new to the performance, but it also really messed it up. So yeah, after he escaped them, he was hiding out on this ship or something. I don't know if he's had a bunch of adventures, but at some point he winds up on the ship in disguise. And that's where we find him. Now, and Missy does not remember this because they do the throwaway line, which I believe they've used for other times when like the doctors are together and stuff, because the two of them, there in the like so close in the same time period yeah. with things and they don't remember it. So. Right. Right. How they got away with the ninth, 10th and 11th doctor not remembering any any of the John Hurt time war stuff. Mm-hmm. So, but she is supposed to be the last well reincarnation of the master because when he does, when it is over, they doesn't he basically say he did something so that she could not regenerate ever again? Yes, they. I and some people didn't like enjoy this. I kind of like this that this is how the master would go out, but they kill each other. She yeah. she kills him, mm-hmm. knowing he'll regenerate, and he kills her extra good. <laughs> Like, gives her an extra (laughs) big zap so she won't regenerate? I don't know. Maybe they have, like, some extra organ we're unaware of that he just... That's the regeneration organ, so just stab into that, and then... Yeah. yeah. He zapped her there. I don't know what the hell it was, but yeah. (laughs) I think he says something about it, but I don't remember what it was. I'm not convinced, because that that incarnation of the Master was never good at closing. Coffee is for closers. (laughs) Uh (laughs) And I don't know if they... specifically said sims regenerates right into her i don't know if she specifically said that and they made a point of you don't see him regenerate no he yeah gets stabbed, you're right. there could be shoots her and then there could be a couple of regenerations yeah. in between you never know and he's literally come back from like ashes and magic potion so you yeah. know who yeah. knows <laughs> and eric roberts he came back from eric roberts so he can do anything mm-hmm. dude was a goose snake yeah. yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And a cat person. So. Yeah. 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 He's been everything. Mm-hmm. He's like that Everclear song, Everything to Everyone. I wonder if he has some kind of special, <laughs> like, cat goo snake insights that help form his character that we're unaware of, you know? <laughs> I remember the time when I was a cat goo. Wait, snake goo, cat. 
Yeah, I remember the time, and that <laughs> makes me better at things. <laughs> I liked Sims, Sims's master here because he's definitely different. Yes, oh uh, yes, and he's thank you. <laughs> he's straight up evil old school villain. Like mm-hmm. he's yep. Cold. They even gave him a, like Delgado eye shadow or whatever. Um, yeah, like there was he. They gave him the eye makeup. Del shadow. Ah, that was bad. <laughs> the del yeah. sh- the del shadow. Del- yeah. 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 Guido. Delgado have it. <laughs> there you go. Yep. Take that. And Missy, like, still being very reluctant, but turning. I kind of hate that they had to make her a woman to, for this I yes. have emotions thing. That that kind of pissed me off. Yeah, I think yeah, that's fair. I could see that. Yeah. Yeah. That thought hit. That's, and that's not necessarily something I've, I don't think I've heard anybody mention that, but that thought kind of did cross my mind. But I was like, you know what? Uh, I kind of wanted her to just have the moment where she has the choice to be the good guy or the bad guy and ultimately goes bad. And she sort of has that choice when she's right there with the doctor. Mm -hmm. But when like when it's her versus herself, then it's it's different. Like, no, she has this moment of no, he's actually right. And we're like, oh, I don't want that from the master. I never want that from the master. I don't even know. I, I don't like to take it that way. I like to take it more as, I don't trust myself. I'm I'm, I'm a uh, lying, horrible son of a bitch. Uh, so I'm going to kill myself because <laughs> I, I can, at, the doctor's at least predictable. Yeah. I mean, that would be smart. The doctor's at least predictable. She knows what she'll, she's getting herself into. Mm-hmm. Right. I, I've heard complaints about their decisions to kill themselves. In that the master is such that he's not above, he's survival at any cost. He's not above working with the doctor if he has to because it's survival. Or he's not above slinking away if it means surviving. So people use that as a reason for, like, they don't buy that he would, either version would, well, you know, younger him would kill older him because that means. Right, right. I I guess that makes more. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, the way that I took that, I mean, like that is the if there is a problem with Sims portrayal in this, it's that it's that moment. But I also took it as like a supreme revulsion at what he was going to become. Like this is like a principal tenet of what makes the master the master, and you have decided that it's not true anymore. Mm-hmm. And I can't handle that, so I'd rather kill you then see myself become that. Yeah, yeah. And I'd buy that. And the master always, his plans always backfire. Mm-hmm. So it totally makes sense that he would be the res- responsible for his own death. Yeah. He left the doctor behind. Usually when his pans- plans backfire, the doctor's there to work with him and help him out. So, you know, when the issue is like, should we go help? The- yeah, I don't know. I, yeah, I buy it. It made sense to me. I was on board with it. And yet it's it's so open-ended that I don't believe that for a second that some future showrunner isn't going to resurrect the master. Oh, yeah. Exactly. It's a... Uh, it's comic. And, uh, it's comic uh, Michelle Gomez there. has even said it. You know, like, Michelle Gomez has even said, it's somebody else's turn. So, I mean, like, even she believes someone's going to come after her. Uh, I'm the doctor's joker. I'm never going away. Mm-hmm. It seems like if they were going to do the whole conscience development, they should have done it with earlier masters because it gets progressively more evil 
and there's many a time in the older ones when things go bad that he's like, oh, God, what have I done? I can't believe I did this. I'm, it's horrible, mm. you know, and eventually he loses that, I think. I feel like they gave Missy Stockholm syndrome too. Like, yeah, she, you know, like she is indebted to him and to the point where she's willing to just be locked up in a cage for quite a while Mm -hmm. just because he's taken care of her, just because he's saved her life. Maybe. Which is kind of interesting. But you got to imagine, you know, regenerations are rough on people, it seems, anyway. Um, but then having gone through a bunch of really crazy, weird ones, it's probably, probably not all, you know, all that mentally sound anyway. So you get already a little gooey in the brain and then, and then have a traumatic experience. Gooey. And Mm, that's a callback. She certainly played it that way too, though. Like, Mm -hmm. I think specifically this season as it went on, like, well, and she became more emotional. She kind of settled down, became more like sane and cohesive but early on she definitely played her like way out there mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, okay the doctor the doctor regenerating the doctor not willing to regenerate um and then the big, and then the t- awesome reveal and yeah. then the doctor yeah so and i think i asked jesse this on messages on a message one day but i don't remember how our conversation turned out what do you think his deal with not allowing himself to regenerate was? He was fighting it. He kept fighting it. Do you think he didn't want to change? Or do you think he's like, I'm dying. I don't want to come back. Yeah, no, we did. We did have this conversation. And, and I can't remember if I ever was able to reconcile the answer for myself. Um, because he's definitely, it could be either one. Yeah, yeah. He's definitely trying not to change. But it seems like he knew he was dying. And he's just like, no, no regeneration. Yeah. Which seems and odd. I, odd. I like. I know we're gonna get to this later, but like, I also think knowing where it's gonna regenerate, like where where the regeneration is gonna take him, I think it really does tie into the fact that ultimately the master rejects him, even Missy. Like mm-hmm. she doesn't, but he never knows that. Mm-hmm. He never finds that out. Yeah. In this incarnation. And so I, I wonder if that will be part of the reason for how this regeneration is going to turn out. But I'm jumping ahead. I'm, I'm, I'm jumping into what we're going to talk about later. But I, I had those questions in my mind. Um, but yeah, does he just want to end it? Does he just want to be done? Because based on earlier in the season, he's ready to just sacrifice himself at a moment's notice. Even if it spends the rest of his life, he's going to stay here and make sure that things go off without a hitch that's a good point and people are like no don't do that you can't do it. like bill had to talk him out of some of those things you mm-hmm. know i think it's less uh th- less about worrying about what comes next with the regenerations and whatnot than it is him being a crotchety old man and being like nobody's gonna do as good a job as i can so i have to stick around and make sure the job gets done mm-hmm. that's what i feel like in all of the situations, really, in the in that in the you know one where he would be there forever, and in these ones, he's like, well, I can't, I can't regenerate because the next youngster is gonna ruin this, and I got to make sure it gets done right before I'm gone, kind of a thing, you know? Ha, <laughs> yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's interesting. Well, and hey. he's always he's always said, I don't remember which incarnation it was, but he's always said, I'm not any good at regeneration. I yeah. think maybe it was even the fourth doctor who was like, I've never been good at it. And Ramana is just like trying on regenerations like clothing. Mm-hmm. Like she's like, ah, I'm not going to stick with this one uh, until I know I like it. Yeah. And 
most of his regenerations until him seem to have gotten younger and younger. And it seems like it would fit, yeah, with his old man feelings not to regenerate because mm-hmm. most likely he's going to end up someone younger and stupider. Or not necessarily stupider, but, you know, more impulsive and mm-hmm. whatnot. Stay off of my lawn, you regeneration of me. Yep. And it could be a ginger. So. <laughs> Are you regenerative kids today and your millennial phones? <laughs> oh, wait. Is she? What is she? I don't think she's ginger. Oh, would have been better if she was. Mm-mm. Then it would have been a woman and a ginger. Mm-hmm. No, and she has played ginger. And that's why I was like, oh, we could have both. Ugh. You know what would be fun? Wait, how old is this lady? She's not super old, right? She's 35. That's our age. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I think they should make her have a baby. <laughs> mm, I'm conflicted. Well, they've that. had the other yeah. ones. They've, she needs to have a baby. Well, they've had the other ones. What uh, Jenny is going to have her own big finish, uh, whatever. Yeah, the doctor's daughter. The doctor's daughter yeah. clone from mm-hmm. that one. Episode. I don't even. I like big finish hasn't even weighed in on that. Like, I wonder if Radio Times or whatever, uh, if they broke that news early or what was going on there. Yeah, I haven't heard anything else other about that. I mean, like Radio Times broke the story. And I think people were like, hey, is this true? And I never did see uh, Big Finish release anything official on that. But I assume it's true, because why else would Radio Times break that news? Mm-hmm. But they've they've broke news before that they weren't supposed to break early. Like the 10th Doctor box set got, like that news got leaked a lot earlier than it was supposed to. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that they need to make, they have a chick doctor, they need to make her have a baby. And then she needs to visit her in the future, and then she has a baby that's the granddaughter that they have at the beginning of the series. Oh, totally. She has Susan? Yeah. Oh, wait, no. Hmm. She the has would have Susan's kid, mom. And then she goes to visit that kid as a grown-up, and that kid, or the grown-up kid has Susan. That's one thing. They mentioned Susan a lot the last couple seasons, particularly this last I season. Was really su- I was really surprised that they didn't do Susan. And I guess she'll almost have to be there, won't she? No, no, she won't. It'll be Ben and Polly. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'd still be really surprised if they don't do something with Susan. Mm-hmm. The doctor goes through several regeneration lines. Doctor lines. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. Yeah. And then he gets off on this snowy place that we saw at the beginning of was it this episode or the episode before? And then he come he he runs he runs across some old guy. (laughs) Oh my god, this is awesome! The original. Yep. I had heard on other podcasts, and they had kind of blown the theory for me, but it did not make it any less awesome. Where they were like, "Okay, he showed up on the planet that is the tenth planet." And 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 I was like, okay, that's really interesting. That would be incredible. And they had even said that they'd seen uh, what's his name uh, in Cardiff, mm-hmm. and then it was revealed, and it was him. <laughs> and it was it was the tenth planet. It was uh, the the uh, costume and everything. Yeah, his name is escaping me, but he played the first Doctor in that. Um... In Adventures the... of Time and Space yeah. or something like that. Yeah. He's good as the first Doctor. Better than that one they had that one time. Yeah. I hate that they've recast oh, yeah. any of them David, at any David point. Bradley. There you go. But they've done it before, and this guy's better. So Yeah. Oh, he's way better, yeah. So I'm... I'm and uh, from what I understand, he is uncanny at certain points. Like, 
in that uh, biopic, we get to see him play Hartnell as much or more than we get to see him play the doctor, quote unquote, the doctor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, so now we are just going to get to see David Bradley play the doctor. Yeah. Which is fun. And I'm pretty excited about that. Have you guys seen that? You've, you've yeah. both seen that or mm-hmm. no? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And Matt Smith pops up at the end. Oh, my God. That's I like, wanted to cry like a baby. That's the big. Yeah. <laughs> It was really, du- it was so dusty in my house that day. So yeah, dusty. Not dusty crying, eye. but totally dusty. Oh, yeah. Was so aller- I was so allergic that day. <laughs> Just eye irritation, like crazy. Yeah, it was crazy. Crazy eye irritation. Oh, and jumping back for a second, one other thing. I like Bill. She was, like, the most real. And then, you know, at least Moffat didn't turn her into a superhero. He turned her into a... Well, kind of. Hey. A godlike being. Yeah, he kind of did. Yeah, I know. It's not terrible. It's very much a have your cake and eat it too thing. But he can't help himself. He turned her into a superhero and then he turned her into an even more powerful superhero. He can't help himself. I mean, like, at least this kind of made sense in the story arc that was Bill. But it still felt very weird. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. I did like that it it, it set her up. They... It's just clear they had a very, like, this is the first episode. It ties into her last episode, you know, if she doesn't come back. I have a feeling she'll probably show up in this next episode. But, so, like, yeah, they had a plan. She's got a a full arc here, and it ties around. So, Mm -hmm. I enjoyed that. And I liked Bill. I wouldn't have wanted her to go out in that horrible way. So, overall, I I didn't mind it. It didn't bug me that much. But a little bit, it's kind of like, man, they can't. And I understand. People watch Doctor Who to escape. But, like. Well. They killed Adric. Yeah, I was going to say, it's not like they the rammed her into the planet <laughs> yeah. as an asteroid yeah. or something, you know? Yeah, so, you know. Trying to f- solve some freaking math equation. Well, what a go- way to go out. It goes back to, like, Perry, right? Where they, like, they kind of yeah. take her out in what the actress, she she didn't know anything about her, them, like, doing that little throwaway. No, she, she got better and married the, the barbarian that she couldn't stand. Because that's how they got rid of. Yeah, she hated that thing. version. She preferred mm-hmm. the version where she was just like lobotomized or whatever. Yeah, yeah. she thought that was cool, and it well, it's and it's hardcore, and she was undeserving. It was brutal, mm-hmm. but it was cool. You're like, whoa! When they it gives it gives it weight. Yeah. And the problem is, like, there's yeah. no weight to any of these characters, at least reoccurring characters, because it's all comic book death. Yeah. Meaning they'll come back bigger and better, mm-hmm. or married to mm-hmm. a barbarian that they can't stand. Or being a barbarian. So now we're probably get, we're probably going to see both Bill and Clara in this. Yeah, I think uh, so too. Oh really? Oh yeah. You know, Ugh. I think they've already said. I think they've already said that they're both coming back. Which Bill maybe because she could and should, but Clara no. She supposedly wrote him out of his memory. Yeah. She didn't pop up when he was remembering through his recent companions, did, did she? I don't think so. Because they did, they like showed, you know, flashes of a bunch of them. I think from Rose on. Uh, which oh, is a yeah. Cheap. But I guess they don't have five minutes to go through every companion. But yeah, and I mean. No, no. It's. I want to see them all. Yeah. All of them. <laughs> I suppose. Yeah. I do want to see a couple of them. Where's Jamie? Yeah. They were in Scotland. I know. <laughs> Oh, hell yeah. A part of me was like, were they at Scotland? And I don't know what time frame Jamie was supposed to come from, but I... I was right, totally thinking... Yeah, he was Highland. I was thinking, uh, yeah, yeah. that's why they killed off all the adults, huh? 
Yeah. They're like, nope. Jamie's not around. <laughs> it was a younger Jamie. <gasps> Maybe he wasn't. I, I so know. badly want them to just like write in Jamie. Like, uh, it could be a, I, maybe we've even talked about this on this show, but like he could just pop in. It could be like a throwaway, a cold open where he's like, he's playing chess with some old guy and it just happens to be Fraser Hines. And we're like, hmm, I'm going to have to come back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we'll finish this game later. Yeah. And Fraser Hines doesn't even know he's Jamie because he's been mind wiped. But the doctor knows and that's good enough for him. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I agree. Because the doctor always liked Jamie. You know, like they've yeah. they've established that even in uh, like uh, Big Finish later episodes. Like the sixth doctor doesn't seem to care for anybody. And yet, like he waxes poetic about the second doctor era all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right. So. Yeah, that's what I'd love. That's another thing that I would love on my uh, checklist of things I'd love to see is, uh, you know, while these people are still alive, have Ian Chesterton, you know, have uh, have Susan while they're still alive. They even do. What are you waiting for? A callback. They they place a large portion of was that last season Mm -hmm. at the school and even do a callback to the character on a sign. And it's like, yeah. And they maybe, made him the headmaster and didn't show him at all. And maybe he's the dude is still around. Is is he? Maybe he's not up to acting, but maybe. it d- definitely. But he's he's going to be in Wichita, Kansas, in October. <laughs> if he's doing conventions, yeah, yeah, have him in there. I don't know. I don't get it. Yeah, it's something that I think. How could you not take the opportunity if you had it to have like the. Fr- one of the first companions. He was on the first TARDIS crew. I think it would be good for them, too, because I think one of people's... I don't know if it's like a complaint or not, but you've, I've heard it mentioned in the show many times before. Or I don't know if it's specifically Doctor Who or if it was some of the spinoffs or whatever. But that he has a companion, and then one day he like drops them and that's it. And mm-hmm. nothing ever again. Mm-hmm. Well, that's messed right. up. Let him at least, even if they're not aware of it, go back and see him once in a while. Yeah. And if they're going to have him meet up with a modern doctor, Capaldi would have been the perfect one. Yeah. Because he's oh, for age-wise, sure. not in attitude, but age-wise, closest to the first doctor who mm-hmm. Ian would have been familiar with. So it wouldn't have been, and, you know, he'd right. be an old guy now. So, you know, it would make sense. Yeah. But maybe that's why they wouldn't do it. Maybe they'll do it now because it's, it's completely different. They're like, oh, oh, it's a chick. Hey, now, now let them figure out that that's the doctor that they're talking to. Yeah, no, then t- team him up with... Well, Ian, I guess, wasn't so bad about it, but team him up with Ian, team her up with Ian, and bring back that 1960s uh, sexism mm-hmm. <laughs> that was in there, <laughs> <laughs> where the women would just get hysterical, and yeah, Ian would go do the man things. <laughs> <laughs> now nah, they, uh, Barbara, Barbara was tough. She do, Barbara. she do tough. She things. was. Yeah, she really was. I mean. I love her in the Aztecs, where she's just like, I'm a goddess, and y'all do what I want. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If they could have had Capaldi keep getting his name wrong, just as a fun callback to the first That would have been incredible. Years. That would have been incredible. Oh, why are they not paying us? <laughs> right? <laughs> and every other Who fan who has these... these uh, yeah, we... Fan I, I feel like we are special, though. That's <laughs> true. We really get it. I agree. <laughs> I agree with you. Speaking of getting it... Yes. Yeah. 
Christmas. I get it. We get it. <laughs> okay. Yeah, the uh, it's coming up, and they announced already, as they like to do, circus media style, they announced what's going on with the next regeneration during a tennis tournament, like you do. They always, they do that. They they announce, they schedule these big, like, uh, Doctor Who announcements and stuff like that around programs that the target Sports. audience would have no interest <laughs> in. I would assume. I'm making a generalization. Yeah. Yeah. I'm stereotyping, but yeah, it's weird. But I guess that's also good because it means they know Doctor Who's got a, it's, it's something like this is a big draw. Yeah. They didn't do a, the big live thing. They just did like, you know, the commercial thing, but mm -hmm. the time difference over there is early enough. By the time I woke up that day, when they made that announcement of the 13th Doctor, I wasn't sure what it was, what time it would be. And I tried to find beforehand. And apparently that was, um, what is it? It's a, what is it? A bicycle race? What is it? <laughs> <laughs> tennis? tennis yeah tennis yeah the wimbledon yeah <laughs> you even said tennis earlier um yeah yeah <laughs> like those are like scheduled till crush question mark so like i couldn't find it i was like when is this going to be announced i couldn't find a specific time it was already announced by the time i woke up that day and it was spoiled before i could see this trailer and that bums me out a little bit i really wanted to see that like yeah. have it revealed through the trailer but Wait, right, you, right, that's Facebook, whatever. Did you, didn't you deliver vicariously through me? I did. Yeah. I was super excited about that, actually, yeah. Because I don't internet very much. And as, I mean, we haven't said it yet, but as everybody knows, it is a lady. Jody Whitaker! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thank you with the name. <laughs> it's a lady. Truly mm -hmm. appreciate lady. that. We, we, and we have totally been, like, hinting at Broadchurch stuff this whole uh -huh. time so yeah like she's well known uh in the popular culture she's known for lots of roles but she's really well known for being uh a, a main character on Broadchurch, the uh the morning mother is she okay is she okay is she she's like a main character on there oh big time the, the, her son is the uh the character that is murdered slash committed suicide slash what's going on right kind of thing okay the mystery revolves around her so there's a lot of screen time with her and her family trying to come to grips with what has occurred and so she, i i think she's going to do brilliantly because she has to do a lot of things in that role you know like she is dealing with the death of her son yeah so it's a lot of like whoa whoa be to the first alien race that gets the angry doctor speech from her so she's like she's like the mr palmer without the molestation oh, her. <laughs> like leland yeah. leland palmer yeah we'll hit on that later i'm fine with that with her with a woman doctor yeah um it seemed like the writing was on the wall i guess it was a toss-up between there's a couple actress female actors and a couple mm. males, including a ginger, that it seemed like people were kind of like had a toss up. Ah! Almost. <laughs> we'll Jesse. We'll never get a ginger. What are you going to be representing? We're, we're, we're getting a female. We're getting a female before we get a ginger. Yeah. <laughs> when, when are you going to get represented, Jesse? Ah, uh, never. Never. Because I don't have a soul. It's just unfortunate. <laughs> soulless. It's soulless. That's what that is. It's just unfortunate. I see how it is. Little soulless ginger boys don't have that role model to look up to. We <laughs> Oh, okay, Peter Davison. <laughs> we'll touch on that, too, in a bit. 
So yeah, I mean, I I don't mind that it was a woman. Like there, it it been rumoring enough, and there were plenty of hints this last season and this couple and the season before that setting up that that's a thing that happens. That's not uncommon. Well, even way back to the doctor, what was it? The doctor's no doctor's wife. Is that the one? The Neil Gaiman episode where, uh, where the TARDIS is a human, basically Mm -hmm. they, they, uh, they make callbacks to it way back when, when, when they were like, Oh yeah, I knew this time Lord and he was a time lady. And yeah. Oh, interesting. I don't remember like they've, They've really, the entire uh, time that Moffat has been around, he's kind of been laying the groundwork a little bit. That was a good episode, too. Yeah. Um, that was actually Holly's first episode of Doctor Who. Oh, really? that's really? That's a good one to come in on. Yeah, yeah. That was recommended by our friend Dave Bell from uh, way back when we had him on. Mm-hmm. Was it Clown um, Cops or whatever? <laughs> Clown Motorcycle Gang. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what episode dog, number that was. Clowns or something, yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah. So Melanie, I think, was the question mark between us because I know you were you were fine. You were on board with a female doctor. And mm-hmm. I think both of our doubts about how Melanie would feel about it is based on one Thor. Thor. It's <laughs> Thor. And she doesn't like stunt casting or gimmick yeah. casting. Right. And she right. doesn't like it. Although I, I feel it's different in the in Doctor Who. And maybe this would be yes. a little discussion. She doesn't like it when they take a male character like Thor or even, you know, Batman and then just make it a woman. And it's like, here's your here's your character, women. You get a, a female Thor or you get Batgirl or Batwoman. Like Instead you don't of giving get them make, making original woman. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Original character. I do just like that. This is different, though, because it's it's established that your regeneration is a thing. Mm-hmm. And they spent on did they did spend a lot of time. Not only establishing that men can regenerate into women, but like having some of them around to test how people felt about it, which I, is what I thought Misty or Missy Missy was, was mm-hmm. them being like, right. so how do you feel about kind of a main, you know, Time Lord character as a woman and people didn't react badly. Then they were like, okay, then I think that it would work then. So yeah, I that's get interesting. It. Testing the waters with Missy. Yeah. I, I kind of wish they would have waited like one in between it is kind of quick to push that right on it seems a little cheesy but it's okay because you know i mean they're kind of maybe wanting to get on it before people forget how they felt about it i don't know sure but i'm okay with it yeah well and and after the fact after you pointed it out you know like after you revealed uh revealed it it was like oh yeah that's right uh on the thor episode mel did point to missy as a good example of how you do the gender swap mm-hmm. right. and it, and it is, it totally is. And so if you're going to do it, Dr. Who is the perfect place to do it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, it's never stated that they can't and it's built into the character since, um, the first doctor had to like, since they had to recast, mm-hmm. like it became an yeah. integral part of who the character is that they change. It changes actors. Yeah. And they never say it can't be another gender. Mm hmm quite the opposite in fact i want to say there was um the fourth doctor had a quote about you know not knowing who he would turn into it could be this or that or a woman or whatever so like even the classic series yeah. even if it was just that one little throw out line it's there i wonder if, it, if yeah. there's some kind of like reasoning behind it i mean not this it's not real anyway so it doesn't matter because it's oh cool. you mean like a myth of story reason like yeah like you have some they if you know they get to some point where they need 
some nurturing in their life or I don't know, something. <laughs> and then they come back as a woman, you know, or not come back, but, you know, regenerate as a woman. Well, I mean, I, yeah, that stands to reason, especially since like, uh, that was supposedly one of the reasons why he regenerated into Capaldi is that he remembered something from his time as the 10th doctor or something. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They did that whole thing. The series before this face. Why do I remember this face? Yeah. Yeah. And my thing is like, I'm fine with it. I don't, of course, you know, whatever. I'm an adult. I'm a, uh, I'm a man. <laughs> I'm 35, <laughs> but, um, <laughs> I'm 40. I'm a man. Right? Like, that's such a... I don't know why I know that reference. Somebody just showed me that video the other day. Otherwise, it's, that's... Oh, yeah. It's ridiculous. Yeah. It's so outside of, like, what I would normally come across. But it is pretty good. I'm a man. I'm 40. Uh, it's a football coach or something. Yeah, some yeah. football coach. Uh, super angry about the newspaper picking on um, one of the One players. of his players. And the yeah. part that people really latched onto. Because he's, like, ranting. And he's like... You want, you want to go after somebody? Go after me. I'm a man. I'm 40. <laughs> so good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, the, Coach rants wind up being some of the best news clips. <laughs> but like, I don't know. I so And I didn't get into Doctor Who when I was younger. It wasn't until I was older. So I don't have necessarily the role model thing. But I like Doctor Who. It's like, or I like the show Doctor Who. I like the character, the Doctor. Yeah. They almost tricked me into it. And it doesn't bug me that they changed. Like, I don't feel like, well, I don't see myself in the doctor anymore. I never seen myself in the doctor. The doctor is a time traveling alien, which is awesome. It's not me. Right. I see myself <laughs> yeah. in the doctor. Yeah. I don't you're not, never. I don't think you're supposed to, are you? Well, if anything, maybe you're as a companion, but. I mean, yeah, kind of like that's where they, that's why the, well, the companions are there so that the doctor has somebody to give exposition to, but also that's supposed to be the audience is in. Yeah. But, I mean, that's people's complaint. So I don't know if you've heard, seen people. The big backlash, which I think was probably, as the saying goes, a very vocal minority. I don't know. Maybe, I guess the ratings will tell. Mm -hmm. But a lot of people are super upset. And that's one of their go-tos is like, boys will lose a role model, an important role model. Well, that, that's verbatim a quote from Peter Davison, too. Yeah. Fifth Doctor. But... Which was taken out of context. It was wanna, like I, I think it was that a, out. I think it was a boneheaded thing to say, but also like in yeah. context because he said it at a convention. But in context, he said it at San Diego Comic Con of all places to say the, it. The the convention, the original. No, it sounded like he was stretching though. For yeah, it's like if I had any criticism. Well, it's, it sounded like they just kept asking him. Mm -hmm. different questions related to it it's like they were baiting him into this answer almost i mm -hmm. mean like i don't know i'm I'm reading into it a little bit but it seems like you know he had come on to uh other interviews and said on the record that he didn't necessarily he wasn't necessarily on board with a female doctor so he had said that prior but at this, it felt like maybe they were trying to lead him into saying it again, like doubling down. And it never felt like if you read the transcript of what he said, it never really felt like he was full on doubling down. He was always he always led with, I think this is great. Mm -hmm. I think she's going to do well. You know, he always led with that. And it just felt like they kept asking him questions that were going to lead him to say something stupid like this. Yeah, I'm sure they did. And it doesn't, but it's a moot point anyway, because there's 50 years worth of Doctor to be 
the boys' inspiration, let the girls have a couple years, and then you can switch back to the boys having another freaking inspiration, okay? Yeah, that's that's interesting right. because that exact point gets used on both sides of the argument because there's always got to be two sides. There's always got to be an argument, right? Um, that'll tie into something that Patrick in an upcoming clip says. The one thing is, but he's been... But he's been a doctor for 50 years, or he's been a male for 50 years. It's, it's right. what he's supposed to be. Why change it? And then you've got, you know, well, like you said, we've had male doctors for 50 years. It can be a female doctor now. For a minute. I mean, stop, they're not going to leave it as a female for the rest of Doctor Who's I, career, I guarantee. I just don't understand. I don't understand. And I'll be surprised at where some of these comments pop up. They'll come up. They'll pop up on Facebook groups where it's like, you're only in that group if you're like legit into Doctor Who and you follow Doctor Who podcasts mm -hmm. and this and that. Like you're a fan, and you get a, you'll see a lot of people. There's I mean there's a lot of comments about well, I'm done or the show's dead. The show's dead. Oh my god! And I'm like yeah, like really? You're like you're a legit hardcore fan and you're really just like done because they cast a female Doctor. I, that I don't get it. Well, at perhaps all. they're not as legit a hardcore fan as they claim to be. Yeah. Well, and then I sent you that link of the wiki that has every time ever that the doctor has ruined its, like the, the doctor who has been ruined. Uh huh. Yeah. It's dead forever. That, that was brilliant. And there's, or did you send that to me? I don't know where I found it. You sent it, it to it was me. Brilliant. Yeah. You sent oh, it to okay, me. And okay. there's so many just throughout the time, you know, it's, it's brilliant. And so many of them happened in the last season, too. Oh, yeah. So. There's a lot of them. But <laughs> yeah. also, like, you know. Like, ghosts. Doctor Who is dead. The actor. Yeah. yeah. The actor. Uh, let's see. The actor leaves. They recast the doctor. The doctor shoes. The, uh, the shows. Uh, doctor Who is dead forever. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, people were complaining since the first doctor, you know, so. Yeah. You know, hearkening back to the uh, Peter Davison thing for just a second, I uh, I have to, I have to say I'm super excited and proud that at least uh, Colin Baker gets to be a good guy on this one. He like he's oh, yeah. at the same convention and he's like, I'm sorry, Peter, but that's rubbish. Yeah. Oh as, yeah. As a father of multiple daughters, which is funny, and it's like that's throwing it right back in Davison's face because he's a father of a daughter too. Mm -hmm. um, but he's just like, that's rubbish. Uh, role models are just people. Period. And I have daughters, and this is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly. And it was like, good. He can be the you know the sixth Doctor got such a bad rap during his time on TV that I am so excited that Colin Baker got to be the hero at least in a news bite. Yeah, and that was my thing. I was like, just as a joke, of course. Mm -hmm. I was like, so it'd be the sixth doctor who's the good guy here, like out of the doctors, the the yeah. one that used to call yes. his uh, his his. Oh, did he ever call? Actually, oh, they wrote him. Pig? They wrote him so bad. Like, oh yeah, he, that first that first uh, couple episodes where his regeneration was broken. It's that's the thing is like there's this beef between Eric Saward and and uh, Colin Baker and. Sauer just wrote the sixth doctor like it was a monster. Oh yeah. Well, and even after that, Had like choking he, Perry and yeah. He would like give her gruff about her weight, which seemed really yeah. weird. He was yeah. awful. He was awful. Yeah. She wasn't fat at all. She was the like one that no. they cast. She was like a model. Like she was wearing a bikini in the first episode with the fifth doctor. I mean, like, yeah, no. Yeah, she was yeah. She was obviously the like ooh. She was the eye candy. Exactly. I guess you just couldn't say it. And we're like, well, since she is the eye candy, we have to make it as awkward as possible. 
he wrote a whole article, and I don't remember what website it was posted on. Some, uh, you know, some UK uh, news. Well, he does site. like an editorial. I think, yeah, he does his. Uh, what was it? Oh, I forget what what it's called, but he has an editorial column in his local paper over there. Yeah, and he he yeah he did an article about it, and it was pretty good. Well, let's continue this. Let's let's continue this right into uh, our letters page segment. Okay. Yay! Yeah, we have some reactions to this. Yes, exact thing. Exactly. Um, we will start with. Well, we'll start in the order that we got them. So okay, we actually have audio clips. Um, in the future, listener, if in the future, if you want to send in uh, audio clips like this, or leave a voice message, or just an email, um, hit us up at letters at grolixpodcast.com. And try to keep it under, I don't know, like two minutes. Keep it, well, you know, whatever. Just keep it, don't take over our show. But uh, we'd love to hear your opinions, and we'll do like we're going to do here. We'll listen to it, play it on the show, and uh, give some feedback. Do we have a phone number also? We do have a phone number. Let me pull that up. You forgot the phone number? Of course I forgot the phone number. <gasps> it's what's... I remember one phone number, mine. <laughs> it's like one 804 <laughs> comics or something. Well, close. It's close. Before there were 800 numbers, yeah. Uh, it's 559. Yeah, it's 559. Five, uh, there you go. 559-426-6427 five, 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 or 559-4-COMICS. Five, five, That's number four and then comics spelt out. Yep. And the first one comes to us from Patrick of Make Dad Read Comics. We've referenced um, their show, his show on the on our show several times. Patrick's emailed us before, too. On Twitter, it's at Dad Read Comics. Um, otherwise, you can find it on uh, com, or, you know, search it up on iTunes or any of the other popular popular sites. So I'm super excited about this one because this is, this is a really It's a great clip, yeah. All right, so here we go. We're going to – here's the clip. So you and Mom watch Doctor Who. Yep. Do you like Doctor Who? I like Doctor Who. Yeah. Interesting character. Have you watched the whole season? So far, yes. No. How would you explain Doctor Who to someone? Doctor Who's an alien who looks like a crazy scientist. Right. Who lives in England. Yep. And he has an assistant named Bill. Yep. Who's a female. Yes. Uh, African. No, see how, how we are so prejudiced in our speak. Black British. She's black British. Right. Uh, uh, as a robot fellow. Robot fellow hangs out with him. Hangs yeah. out with him. And they go through a, tel- a police police call, telephone thing. Right. And they go through all, cha- it's like a rocket ship. Right. And they go through all, all sorts of spaces. Yeah. And see all sorts of crazy things. Lots of aliens and robots yeah. and monsters. Yep, yep. Yeah. Okay, so do you know that that doctor, Peter Capaldi. That one's, di- he's not going to be there. Right. He's going to regenerate into a woman. Right. Who's going to come from the series uh, Harbor Beach or Police Beach or something. That Harbor Beach, I like. It's called Broadchurch. Yeah, Broadchurch. Right. Yep. What do you think about that? That's going to be very interesting. Okay. Much like Miles Morales, Spider-Man. Yes. The internet went crazy about this. Did they really? Could very they, angry. Very angry. It's, it's a woman. a female. Yeah. What do you, what's your opinion on that? Well, it was kind of stupid. Well, is, is Doctor the, Who's been a male for over 40 years. Yeah. What's the matter if he's a woman? Well, how does he become a woman? Well, you have to buy into the fact that how does he re- regenerate himself? Exactly. Oh, so, okay. He could be anything he wants to be. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I know, right. He's an alien, so we don't even know what he really looks like. Right. Exactly. If he looks like anything at all. Right. It's, it's, is it all just silly? 
It's not silly. It's supposed to be fun and enjoy it, right? Yeah, that's all. I just watch the show because it's funny. Does everything have to be a culture war? Yep. No. Thank God. No. So, yeah, that, okay, his comment about- uh, I love that clip. Oh, it's so good. Um, does everything have to be a culture war? Like, yeah, that's that's what I was referencing earlier. It's like, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. doesn't need to be. Uh, we had dad on the show. Like that clip That's is incredible. I think that I was so ex- I was ecstatic when I heard that because I was I'm like I'm done. I I think the show's over. I was like, like that's good night everybody. That's as close as anybody's going to get to having dad on their show. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. We tried. He won't. He's not going to. All right. Me and dad might be able to have a dead off. Well, I was saying I was trying to I was just trying to explain like how excited <laughs> I was about it to Melanie that Patrick recorded that clip with his dad because I was like He's the Melanie of Make Dad Read Comics. Like, he doesn't do any of the social media stuff. He doesn't go on other people's shows. Like, he's not going to pop up everywhere like like me and Jesse do. Or, like, Patrick obviously right. runs their stuff. Yeah. Um, and has his own other podcast. And I was like, so it's, it's, he's, he's elusive, you know? He's an internet mystery. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you, if you have to go to him, like, mm-hmm. uh, I think they've probably had a few guests on Make Dad Read Comics, but like, that's pretty rare. There's there's a couple things I definitely want to hit on in there because I think I like I got what he was saying about the black British thing mm-hmm. at first, but it wasn't until mm-hmm. just now listening to it on the headphones that I caught like what led into that. Oh really? It sounded like he was well, yeah, because like he says something and then he says something about the the prejudice in his speak, black British. I think he was about to say African American. He was. Yeah. And I didn't catch that before. Yeah. I just listened to it on the phone. He it he did say African. I believe. Yeah, he said African. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, so I wasn't sure. I was like, what led into that? So that's interesting. But, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, that's something I've heard because we're, they're African-Americans here. Like we're, that's, he, that right. Well, the when life. he's not wrong. I mean, like there's a certain perception that we as Americans have about what England is. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. And even in America, I think they're starting to change some of the way, like, because there are so many immigrants from Africa that are getting citizenship here, that there might be two different classifications, even, mm-hmm. uh, for mm-hmm. African Americans and then Black Americans that have lived here for generations. Mm-hmm. The other thing is, I love, I love his description of what of the show. Yeah, it's so good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Traveling around through all kinds of spaces. Yeah, it's so good. And he dresses like a British scientist. Yeah, yeah. Uh and the and the phone and the phone uh, the phone phone booth is a, a rocket ship. Yeah. Like uh, a rocket ship, yep. Yeah, it's so love good. It. I love it. I think I love everything about this uh clip. So Me too. yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Patrick. Like a million times over. That was awesome. I was thrilled when I when when you sent that to me and checked it out. I had to send it to Jesse right away. I was I was at my bro- I was at my brother in law's uh wedding. <laughs> like the rehearsal or whatever. And I was like, I think I'm going to burn through my data because I need to hear this. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, it sounded like, you know, he was of the opinion. It's like, you know, it's just a, it's just for fun. It's just a show that's supposed to be fun. And, you know, it's entertainment. Like, mm-hmm. it's it's stupid that people are upset about it. It is. But I think it's stupid that people get angry about most of the crap that they get mad about. This is true. So, um. I think that's why I'm so excited that we got dad's take on it. It's like, Mm -hmm. man, this just draws things into sharp, like contrast with what's happening versus what should be happening. Yeah. It's like 
Thank you for giving us a moment of clarity on this thing. All right, so we got another clip. This comes to us from DJ Johnny Rock of uh, Neil and Johnny Drink in the Park, which is a podcast on uh, the Electronic Media Collective with us. And What is that? That sounds incredible. It is. <laughs> <laughs> you like how we always pretend like we don't know? Yeah, yeah, no doubt. <laughs> Oh, I know. Um, <laughs> the the podcast network. It's a podcast network. Yeah. What is that? What is it? Weird. We're on with a bunch of other great shows. Oh, thank goodness! You can listen to uh, Neil and Johnny Drink in the Park, or the Grolix Podcast, or the Roman Podcast, or Pro Wrestling Iowa. Have you noticed? Well, we've had almost all of those people mentioned. Those, on our show. those guys almost never post a podcast, do they? <laughs> <laughs> or they post all the time. Like they, yeah. Those guys almost They're... never not post a podcast. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> those, those guys are the hardest working podcasters I can think of. Oh, yeah. So lots, lots of podcasts. Yeah. And, uh, you know. I, I kind of run that, so that podcast network, so yeah. He's like the spider. Oh, that's why that I've heard of it. That's crazy. The web that we throw up on the interweb. Yeah, we're gonna drink ad monies off of you. Oh yeah. I don't know. Somebody's stealing our ad monies then. <laughs> we do it. We don't have ads, do we? No. Why? Well, I, I know there is. I did eventually put a Google ad. On oh oh not, my uh Google ad. not on Grolix <laughs> but it's on the podcast network yeah, oh yeah it brings no money it was really kind of an experiment but mm. and I'm not gonna drown the page in ads that looks so tacky and I know that's how sites make money yeah and trust me it takes a lot of time to run a podcast network I wouldn't mind some type of compensation or something I could funnel back into it I'm still not gonna drown the website in ads it looks so bad yeah. when they do that. Yeah, it'd be nice if we had some Patreon, you know, monies maybe that would help. <laughs> okay, okay. What's Patreon? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, DJ Johnny Rock. What we'll, is we'll, that? We'll get to your clip in a moment. First, we have to we have to promote everything. Well. <laughs> it was the fiftieth episode, so. Oh, that's true. It's a speed pimp promotion spectacular. <laughs> yeah. Yes. That's why this episode's extra long. It's the 50th. Jam-packed. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Huge. <laughs> oh, no. Um, I don't know. Yeah, keep going. I know where that's going. <laughs> so, Patreon. Hey, you want to help us out? Specifically with podcast, with, with hosting fees and uh, website improvements. And, and paying off our EMC overlords. And, Yeah. And making Grolix great. Again. Again. And not just Grolix, the entire electronic music, or excuse me, electronic media collective. Yeah, I need to vary my names better. Yeah. But my organizations. Um, <laughs> well, the, the patreon.com slash Grolix podcast, that goes to Grolix. Okay, yeah, yeah. But if we make Grolix better, it will make the podcast network better. That's true. And it'll free me up a little cash that I can throw into the network because that'd be good too. Mm-hmm. And it's one of those ways that I was wishing we had earlier in the show to support something without having to sit there and listen to it live all the time. Or in our case, having to listen to ads all the time. You don't oh, have to yeah. do that. Yeah. Instead, you can just, you know, toss us a dollar here and there. Keep Grolix ad free. 
Yes. Except for the promos yeah. we occasionally run, but those are our friend podcasts, and we do not get paid for those. Nope. No, um, we just like those. Yeah, exactly. We just like those. They're good guys. You should check out their shows. and We're not going to promote stuff we don't like or can't make fun of. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> if we like if we're promoting we it and we don't it, like it it's not good yeah <laughs> you'll get hey you'll get live streaming of vlogs and uh pre-shows and post shows and all kinds of bonus stuff for just a buck a month it's insane uh-huh patreon.com yeah, slash yeah. frogs podcast do you give a little more you get a little more exactly some some awesome stuff that uh i don't even remember what it is a little quid pro quo a little this for that yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i mean it's not next necessarily sexual could be. Unless, it's but. not necessarily not. <laughs> exactly. All right. Speaking of, let's get back to Neil and Johnny. Yeah. <laughs> what are they doing? What are they doing on the network? Okay. So Neil and Johnny have a fantastic podcast, Neil and Johnny Drink at the Park. Find it at neilandjohnny.com or, as stated earlier, they're also on the network. So electronicmediacollective.com. We have a clip from them. And this is DJ Johnny Rock's reaction video. To the announcement of the 13th Doctor as audio. Okay. His reaction video as audio to this announcement. Yo guys, this is a reaction video to the unveiling of the new Doctor Who. I was going to record this as a video, but... It's hard to find VHS tapes these days, so I'm sorry about that. Um, Anyways, I've never done one of these before. But I am a big Doctor Who fan. You ask anybody that you know, and they'll tell you that that's true. So, I mean, I've been on the edge of my fingertips about this announcement of the new Doctor Who for at least a couple of hours. So let's quantum leap right to it. Okay, so here we go. Okay, I've got YouTube loaded up. There's a commercial for Ford. I'm just going to skip through here. Okay, all right, we're... Skip ad, skip ad. Always takes a while for the skip ad to come. Okay, here we go. Okay. Okay. Okay, so we've got some trees and stuff so far. Nice. Nice high production value on this. Yeah, I'm vibing on this. Okay. Ooh. Ooh. Big hood. Sharp shoulders. Kind of like a football Doctor Who kind of thing here. Okay. Okay, more trees and stuff. Right. Somebody's walking, walking through the forest. Watch out for that. Okay, step on the twig. Okay, it's tiny ankles, like heels. What's that? What's that? What's that? What's that? It's a weird time key. I've never seen a time key do that. What? What? What is it? Peter Davidson? Wait, is it what? what? Oh my God! Oh, it's a female doctor. It's a, f- a female time lady. Time, time lady. Looks like Judith Light. Who's the boss? This could be huge. <laughs> this could be huge. They actually did it. They chose a woman to play the doctor. How freaking brave. How brave. Or crassly commercial given the popularity of female leads and TVs and movies and stuff like that. <laughs> Peter Davidson's gonna say about all this. Alright. <laughs> it's super brave. It's super brave. <laughs> That's very. <laughs> that's very. That's a Thor subject right there. Oh man. Okay. DJ Johnny Rock from Neil and Johnny Drink in the Park. NeilandJohnny.com. Yeah, that's a real interesting clip. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I love it. 
I I love it for totally opposite reasons that I love the other one. <laughs> I I do enjoy the Peter Davidson comments a lot. Yeah. And that is perfectly uh, DJ Johnny Rock. That's perfectly I, Neil and Johnny. I want to wait on the edge of my fingertips for something. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Ask anybody you know. Okay. Johnny's the biggest. He's a big fan. Is he? You're somebody I know. Ask it. Ask somebody else you know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Thanks, DJ Johnny Rock. This is a great clip. Yes. And it's very entertaining. I like how he was concerned about like uh, foot placement and don't trip. Um, twigs. Kind of like, kind of like don't blink, but don't trip and sprain your ankle. Yep. I like they're, that. They're delicate, you know. <laughs> yeah, delicate ankle. It's super brave. Super brave. <laughs> super brave. I, I really respect what you're doing here. <laughs> I get it. You know, I get it. Okay, so that brings me to my concern. We've been, you know. Yes. Like, okay, female doctor. Yay, this is good. My concern. I think it's good. So long as it's not heavy-handed. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it's not like, it can be a woman. Just don't, you know, it doesn't have to be heavy-handed. No, like. It's like Thor. Like they went heavy-handed with it versus something like um I mean this I know this is our go-to but it's because it was like the perfect combination of books like two months in a row versus uh what was the name of that other one? Angela. Angela, which I mean was heavy-handed in other ways but it wasn't necessarily heavy-handed about the female leads. Right. So long as the writing's good, I think it's fine. If the writing sucks and we have bits where we have uh, the Missy Master return and is like, you know what? I get it because she's a woman. I get it. You can take me in. It's fine. Right. Um, I also hope that they don't go like full blown first doctor on this where uh, the first doctor was old. So they had to have Ian Chesterton as this uh, uh, like action male. We got to have the action male. Uh, yeah. Somebody yeah. get the action male, please. Someone oh, cue that up. That's a good, you know, be, like, yeah, because if she's all weepy and like always needs chocolate or some you know stupid i cannot bowl like that. i can't see them doing that i would like, be very upset no the decision but they have they have said you know like okay it's always been the uh the male doctor with the female companion and one of the things that people have been excited about is the fact that it could be a flip and you could have the male companion and and that was my first concern was uh are they just gonna go first doctor on this and okay, well now we need a male companion, which uh, I don't, I don't agree with. I don't think we need a male companion. I think we can have a male companion. Uh, okay. I think that they should avoid a male companion first off because of that, yeah. because that's what people, but it was, I wouldn't mind like a butch companion, like jet or something. Is that what her name? Is that her name? Ace. Ace. That's it. That's it. Ace. Oh, yeah. that'd be brilliant. And she wasn't even really butchy, but she was she was much more manly than a lot. Like she was action yes. woman. Yeah, something she, like that she, would be fine. Explosives was her thing. Right. <laughs> Nitro nine. Yeah. And she was well, she was a great companion anyway. Oh yeah, but, she's one of my favorites as well. Yeah. But some something like that would be fine. Mm -hmm. But I think they should avoid a man just because people will expect it to be a man. Oh, that's true. Yeah. And I guess that kind of is a good like Not not forever. They can have a man later, yeah. but you know, I guess that's one thing like I was kind of excited because they don't need a man. And since Jesse made the point of the action man thing, which I hadn't even thought of, I'm kind of thinking they shouldn't do it. Uh -huh. But I was kind of like, 
more so than there being a man doctor or a woman doctor or anything like that, I did want a male companion because I was like, yeah. it's been forever since yeah. we had a every male companion, and it's not like a matter a proper of proper like, male companion. Yeah, yeah. Not they've always boyfriend. been tagalongs. Exactly, Rory. As not, big of a role as you Not Adam with his zip-up head. Not Rory with his tag-along. Uh-huh. Yeah. Or or Mickey, when he became kind of a proper companion for a little bit, um, was a yeah. tag-along. Or even Jack Harkness for two episodes. And he always felt like a, not a companion, but, um, you know, like a, like a master, but not a bad Like guy. a robot he, dog. It, uh, yeah, kind of, yeah. Sure. But, uh, you know, more of a, a supporting character versus, like... A companion, which is kind of like a co-lead most time or a supporting lead. Yeah. yeah. But I would like to see um, a male companion. So maybe that ties into like you're saying earlier. It's like the companion is who you're supposed to like envision yourself as in the show. Yeah. So sorry, guys. Right. <laughs> it's all for women. <laughs> you know, there's no good companion <laughs> role models for, for men. Yeah. <laughs> it really isn't. It really isn't. I mean, you're either Torlo or you're Adric. I mean, get oh, over it. Oh, God. Yeah, those are... Oh. <laughs> which which are you? Or are you Action Man? Are you Ian? Are you Jamie? Jamie was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, like, past, past that, it's basically Adric or Torlo. You're right. Yeah, there was a couple from... Yeah, and what you're right, that? because what? after Ian, there were a couple... There were several guys, but they were always... One, ben and Steven. They were kind of more yeah. forgettable. They were bland, and they were just action. Yeah. What happened to the robot yeah. guy? Oh, the robot. He, chameleon or something? Yeah. Chameleon? He yeah. Didn't, he didn't last very long at all. No. Well, that could have been fun. Yeah. Or give me Mainly a because of his costume, and he couldn't move. <laughs> yeah. That, like, cyberpunk cyborg guy that um, was with them in that heist episode not long ago. I don't remember that heist episode. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, the doctor, like, secretly, when Clara wasn't looking, was like, you know, call me to the guy. I was like, right. that? I wanna, I'll take a cyborg guy companion. That sounds awesome. Like, I'll take another robot yeah. companion. And, and then we got Nardle. He, he yeah. Do, yeah. He does not count as a <laughs> cyborg He's companion. mostly robot. <laughs> I guess he's a cyborg alien, which sounds cool, but he's not. He's just a bald-headed white guy. And he's not even, it's like, <laughs> it's almost like he's more like a robot dog than anybody else, really. Yeah. It, it's like he's not even, it's like he doesn't even consider him a companion. He's just like there to do the dishes and, you know. That's a good point because. Sweep. I don't know. I mean, he was. He's a Alfred. He wasn't. Yeah, kind of. I guess he was kind of a companion <laughs> this season, but most of the time he wasn't there. Yeah. Unless they yeah. needed him for the plot somehow. And. Yeah, he didn't feel like a proper companion because he was more alien than the doctor was because, you know, you don't have as much experience with this guy. And he was part robot. He was alien. You don't really know anything about him. Sometimes he's super serious. He was a secret bad. Yeah, sometimes he's super serial. And then sometimes he's uh, <laughs> super a total serial. goofball. Like he, he seemed more alien than the doctor did. And he was he's, he's a strange one. But yeah, let us have an action chick and then maybe you can bring in a guy later. Not one that she falls in love with either. Or just, or just write it well. Yeah, just write it well. Yeah. If you just write it well, we won't even have anything to complain about. I don't know that making the first female doctor have a baby is a great idea. Or not. <laughs> well, not right away. Yeah. If if the doctor in previous reincarnations could have could marry his his uh, goddaughter, why can't he pop out a kid once he's a woman? <laughs> oh God. 
<laughs> yeah. If it was written well, I, I got guess. nothing. If it was written well, I guess, but it just seems like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It yeah. just seems like, I, that, that seems John Nathan Turner crazy right there. It seems antagonistic to the audience that they know is angry about her being a woman, but it also seems antagonistic to some of the women because they'll be like, oh, what are women just good for popping out babies? Well, maybe we can Which, like- to be fair, to be fair, Moffat is not particularly, uh, he doesn't shy away from that at all. It's true. We could play it Bill and, Bill and Ted style or like, you find, where you, you know, you could get Susan back in and then she'd be like, hey, you have to go and have my mom so I can be born. Let's get, let's get it done because you're, you know, getting up there. You might forget about me. <laughs> we set up the gun and we set up the key. Yep. <laughs> I wonder how that works, really, if something happened and he knows that it's supposed to happen, but, he does, you know, does, does that affect what he chooses to do? Like, he's like, well, I have to do something like this sometimes, so I might as well do it now. Because I know it's good. It happens. Whoa. It has happened in the future. Whoa. Um, I think I, I, I guess I did steal my dad's keys after all. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's why they he makes a point of like not knowing about his immediate future. Okay, I get that. But if he travels through time, he's going to run into stuff. Like his first incarnation. Mm-hmm. That. Oh, don't worry though, because he's he'll forget everything. No, it's not. Oh yeah. Never mind. It doesn't matter. No, I know what you mean. He'll come across future himself or things that future himself did or happened after the fact and mm-hmm. he'll be told it there's actually there was um audio audio play that had to do with that about oh did i finish it i swear i did where the doctor discovered what he thought was basically the ruins of the tardis at pompeii mm-hmm. which i swear at any given time, there's like three different versions of the doctor walking around Pompeii. Probably. But, uh. <laughs> yeah, probably. And then he ends up there as a, in a later regeneration and is all like freaked out. Well, God, they, they, uh, what is it? The eighth doctor comes across a TARDIS without walls. Like the TARDIS has, uh, just like, uh, cannibalizes itself to the point where it's just expanding into the time vortex. Cool. Oh. So there's so much bizarre stuff out there that you can find. All right, so we we do need to wrap this episode up. This is what happens when we talk Doctor Who. I know. This is what happens. We didn't even talk about the other shows we liked, like Glow or anything else. Oh man, Glow! It's good. Twin no, Peaks. No, let's not. Let's not start. Let's not. Twin Peaks. <laughs> I'm loving it. Can't do it. Oh, okay, that's it. It's yeah. it's so good. I can't watch Glow. I like Twin Peaks though. Yeah. What? She, it's so good. It's it's too. It's too cringy for her. She can't handle it. I can't. I have to leave the room for half the show. That's I can't like, do it. I think that's what I like about it, though. Is like it's like. Well, you love. I, your I, I didn't. I. D- I can't handle. I didn't it. like it at first. I, I wasn't sure if I would like it. In fact, that was some of my hesitation to even start that series. But once I got into it, it was like okay, that's fun. I'm not saying this, it was probably a great show. I like The Office is a great show. I think, but I can't watch it. Yeah. I get that, yeah. And this is very much like The Office if The Office were about pro wrestling. Right. Female pro wrestling. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's cringy and like, oh, God. Mm-hmm. And I w- yep, they went there and, oh. I wish I could, but it's my one flaw. <laughs> what about Twin Peaks, though? What about Twin Peaks? You enjoying it? Oh, yeah. I'm loving it. It's awesome. I'm living in it. <laughs> I wish. 
I want I want my And this is the that... new Twin Peaks, yes, not the old yeah. one. Yeah. Well, I love the old one too, but no, the new Twin Peaks. Every episode directed by David Lynch. It's amazing. It is amazing. It's there are one of the criticisms is that it doesn't quite have the same feel like the small town feel that the original series had, and I kind of mm-hmm. agree. Like there's a lot that happens in Twin Peaks, but it doesn't still doesn't quite have that but most of the show doesn't take place in Twin Peaks. But it's got the same kind of awkward humor. Mm-hmm. It's got the same like weird, creepy seriousness. Mm-hmm. Not as much of the soap opera stuff, but a little bit. Mm-hmm. And it's got 500% more David Lynch. Oh, yeah. Uh, so so many scenes where you're like, is this serious? Is it, Are we just going to watch this guy sweep for five minutes? Yeah. <laughs> you know? No, that's for real. Like, we just watch him do sweep for several minutes. Oh, no. And then the and then the episode continues after that. Or we're going to get, like, a little scene, and then out of nowhere, an entire Nine Inch Nails song performance. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to get, like, a 50-minute long experimental art film. Mm-hmm. It's so good, though. Wow. It is. It's so <laughs> good. We read what you tell us to. But first, you have to exercise your voice. Cast your vote on GrawlixPodcast.com and tell us what poll list pick we're reading next. Then, listen to the next episode to hear what we thought of your recommendation. Don't see your favorite comic on the list? That's okay, you can write it in. If your candidate isn't chosen, just wait. It may be the next time. Your vote stays in place until it wins. It's fun, it's interactive, it's educational. It's true democracy in action. This has been Randy. Like sewage, smartphones, and Donald Trump. Some things are just Grolics. This is Melanie. You're wrong, you know. I'll never be able to Grolix the words. And this is Jesse. You are a Grolix. You aren't the real Buzz Lightyear. You're an action figure. You are a child's plaything. Listening to the Grolix Podcast. The Grolix Podcast is a production of the Electronic Media Collective and Vorpal Arrow Studios. For more Grolix Podcasts, check out GrolixPodcast.com. Also find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play Music, YouTube, ElectronicMediaCollective.com, Facebook.com slash Grolix Podcast, Twitter.com slash Grolix Podcast, all the dot com slash all the Grolix Podcast. They did. Oh, God. Did you hear those episodes? <laughs> what? Yeah. Uh, he, he, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. He went, he yeah. went Mondasian Cyberwoman for a moment, and I couldn't quite make it out. Yeah. Yeah, you guys are going Mondasian on me a little, too. I'm sorry. We're all going Mondasian. Maybe that's, that's probably going to be weird. That's weird. It's like, uh... <laughs> yeah. Is it still doing it? Did I lose you guys? I'm going to guess it's still still doing it since I didn't get a reply from that. Are we all like... A little bit. A little bit. (laughs) Okay, so (laughs) let's do the good old end this call and start another. Okay. Okay. Same same link or are you going to send me a new link? Oh. um, Yeah, we could probably do same link. Yeah, that would work, okay. right? So do I stay on, or do you stay on, or how's that work? We don't know. Okay, I'll try. Okay, I'll get off. You stay on, and then we'll see what happens. I want to get off too. Okay, you'll. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs>
<laughs> I see what you did there. Jeez. All right, we'll be right back.